We are live. Say welcome to the podcast. Welcome, brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I always butcher this part because I'm weird at the start of the conversations right. with the intro. Let's see so I'm go. just going, I'm going to wing it. So welcome to the podcast. We're here to cover everything, including business, startups, mindset, motivation, and more. We'll be talking to interesting people doing epic things and covering topics aimed to help people on a similar path. Hopefully we can extract some interesting and engaging stories from our guests in the process. So Said, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, man. Now, I was torn over this part because I want to do an intro, but at the same time, I want this podcast to be calibrated to people who kind of already know your story. And I, and I kind of want it to be more authentic from that point of view. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you know, just if I'm going to do this, um, you know, off the cuff, um, for people who don't know who you are, we could start with things like fitness influencer, bodybuilder, PT, business owner, entrepreneur. Um, that's the tip of the iceberg. It's a whole bunch of fancy <laughs> a whole, words. whole bunch of things. A, I think <laughs> what you're meaning to say is I'm just a I'm just a full time sick cunt, bro. Full time sick cunt. Mm. So let's go with that. Yeah, wait, you're like, can you dumb it down for the boys, please? <laughs> They'll know. So so yeah, they I all mean, know. Yeah, and and listen for people that don't know, um, we're gonna put a link in the description. I'll, I'll put a couple of links to the backstory. Cool. Now check it out, guys. Yeah, no, we'll put in some good content. I'll let you do it too. Easy. Um, Sounds fun. So what I'm gonna do with this podcast, I'm gonna chop it up into a few different ways. I'm going to start with just a couple of stories to kick us off, and I'm going to loop straight into the questions with you and me. Sounds good, man. I think the best thing about the reason we're here today is that the way that you and me met was you were having a few business difficulties. Through, through business, essentially. Correct. Yeah, but I reached business. out and I said, oh, I know how to solve that problem. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that would be really helpful. And I said, here, do X, Y, Z. We'll go have a chat, blah, blah, blah. Linked up with your business partner, John. Great mm. bloke. Shout out, John. And, um, you know, that hey, kind boy. of- legend of a bloke but you know what it's like things like that that bring like like-minded and that's where together and, and that's, that's like kind of like why i'm here that's so. where i'm getting because yeah. you said to me oh do you need anything i said no nah, if i need anything one day blah 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 yeah fast here, forward here a year now. you scratched my back back then correct now i'll be scratching your back so, tickling your balls back and cupping the sack as well hopefully you like my full friend? service bro you like? You like? um but bro let me just tell you like man to man i think that shows what sort of person you are and Thanks, i brother. think moral I very 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 welcome i think morals and integrity is everything mm -hmm. and the fact that i called you up through john a year later you didn't even flinch in mm -hmm. fact you were like i might have flinched <laughs> no no an you, initial flinch no, and, but and what, then when i got the backstory yeah i was reminded i'm like oh yeah cool but that's Why when not? you didn't even buckle you're just like yeah aha uh -huh. and like, you were like it. it's time to pay this forward that's 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 honestly dude yeah. that's kind of how like i operate i like to operate on the notion of like you know if uh, someone does a favor for me, then you know it's 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 my duty almost like a, yeah. a, as a man to give that favor back one way or another. And I, I'm I'm a big believer of like karma and stuff like that. So I feel like what goes around comes around, and I feel like just like doing good by people will always bring like that kind of good energy onto me. So it's like I know the more good deeds I do, and the more good things tend to come my way, and life just seems to be like a lot easier. 100%. And I'm not struggling to like meet goals or benchmarks or you know you know initiate like business like um ventures and we well, also like a product like of just, who you surround yourself with yeah so it's all kind of like intertwined so correct. saying that like yeah when you when you contacted me bro yeah i was more than happy to uh, come aboard that's very, very happy plus i love to talk so. <laughs> yeah yeah well, you're, you're in good like, company <laughs> i don't know if you noticed i got mad adhd can't sit still so yeah i thought i had adhd <laughs> like no yours is off the charts compared to oh, mine mine's fucking i'm pretty high energy but yeah. i don't know you're like Mate, this room's you about might be to a explode. bit more than me. Oh, I don't we're know. gonna be talking over each other are we no we're not i'll try not to so what i want to also mention is that um you know an unknown fact is we grew up in the same area i was in epping you're in carlingford 
Um, I, remember- I can tell the guys too were like the same age as well. We're yeah, both, we're both thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both from like the Carlingford Hills district. I was area. on Midson Road. Yeah, but yeah. we were never like you probably like knew of me and like you know, well, it was, was just, it, but it was just like it was just the boys. Yeah, it was the area. You know, so you walk into like, the oh, gym, it's just like, wait, I this see motherfuckers everywhere. It's okay. You it's know. just like hey. yeah. there was a lot of those though. You know, yeah, yeah and there's still a few of those geezers in that gym that I still recognize. You see that big, huge jack guy with the with the Ned Flanders glasses. You know which one? I think he's got the mustache and the light brown hair. He's always there. What about the guy that had like bad emotional problems? And he, yeah, 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 I know yeah, which yeah, one. Yeah, 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 and he would throw his dumbbells and scream. Yeah, I know which one. The, the Persian dude with the shaved head. What was He's his problem? Then, I don't know. You know, he got apparently he got bullied in high school, and he would toss me, go, "Come on, fat boy," and like he would he would relive his bullying trauma. Jesus Christ. He's probably going to kill you or me after this if he hears no, it. No, no, he likes me. Yeah, does he? I'm That's why I'm very careful what I say. Yeah, but cool. <laughs> tell him not to come after me. And, um, you know, we would drop- I like him. He's just, yeah. yeah, he's crazy, man. I mean, you he's can never judge dude. a book by its cover. But then again, you know, lots of people might think I'm crazy, but they might think you're crazy. So, I mean, it is there, what it is, bro. there was a quote which said, the people who are craziest enough I think to he's think- a bit more chill now. I've seen him at the gym. He's got like longer hair now, like the hair down to his shoulders. Bro, and he'd, he's be like, slimmer. he'd be like 50 by now. Off, off the. He's only like three years older than me. I think he's like 41. You remember we used to drive our shitty cars to the top deck that was, not, that was the best man oh my god the sunset coming down after the gym it was fucking nice you finish work at like 5 it was actually really nice people don't like yeah. the simple things back then bro it was beautiful can I ask you do you find because I get this in life mm. like you reach a certain level where you know you're doing so much you're making so much money you're meeting all these cool people and like life really opens up but sometimes you think back to those simple times where it's like you were just driving your car, throwing your pre-workout back. Dude, honestly, I miss the simple times so much. I miss yeah. the times where like everything was just so basic. Now everything's so complicated. Yeah. Like life is just more like of um it's like a hustle now. Every day is like a constant hustle. There's always something yeah. going on in my life, whether it's here, whether it's overseas. I've always got something on my mind and it's like my mind can never rest. Do you love it? Yeah, I fucking love it. I absolutely love it. I knew that. That's that's the thing like <laughs> I love it. I love the grind of it. I love the independence of it all. I love the fact that I don't have to answer to nobody. I could just do my own thing, be my own man, make my own decisions, mm. make my own mistakes. I like making my own mistakes, but I could never, and for as long as I remember, even when I was younger, I could never just, I was never one to take authority from another man telling mm. me what to do or a woman. Um, doesn't matter. Just anyone telling me what to do and you know, how long I should go for my lunch break and, yeah. you know, what I have to do for the day's work and tasks. If I'm two minutes late to work, I get crucified and, and get called in for performance management. Well, your first job was a PT, is that no, right? No, 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 no. PT was like more when I started I moving towards my passion right. for fitness and training. But my first job, bro, was actually, um, I worked at McDonald's when I was 17 years old. Yeah, which yeah, one? Yeah. Uh, it was the Carlingford one, yeah. funny enough. Yeah, no, wait, hold on. Let me try to remember Carlingford. At Carlingford Court? No, I don't think it was that. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It was Carlingford Court. Yes. And then you did training well, and before, at Carlingford before, Gym. And then after that, I did Woolworths when I was like 17 and a half. So I, I did stayed. shelf stacking. Yeah, yeah. I was, I, I, was, I was, yeah, I was, um, I think I was just replenishing produce at the time. Yep. So, so was I. <laughs> I did the McDonald's at 17, Woolworths at like 17 and a half. Then 18 to 22, this was actually an interesting period of my time. I actually like noticed that I enjoyed more physical work and I moved into picking and packing. So, I did that as well. Warehouse work. Was it out west? Uh, it was in Rydalmere. 
Symbian, Symbian headquarters. Yeah, I did mine out in that industrial they're called, area they're as well. Called folding, it's like a proper industrial area. I was driving yeah. a forklift, man. Well, yeah, I, did, I, I had no forklift. Listen, license, fancy pants. I, like, I didn't have my forklift license. Not. <laughs> really? But it was the best. I like jump in there, fucking lift the yeah. cleaner, pull out the pallets and shit, and I'll be stacking the pallets, putting the boxes, and bro, it was the best. Yeah. Like I'd have my headphones in, just it listen to chill. my music. It was, it was chill. So, yeah, because my mind switched off, and I'm just it was physical. I, I loved it, bro. Can I ask you when your mind was switched off and you're just doing your packing and your forklifting, mm. like? Was that the period where you're just dreaming about what you actually want to do? <sighs> Shit, that's a good question. How can I answer that? Let me think. I don't think I was dreaming or thinking of doing anything at the time. And to be quite honest, I, I never thought I'd be in the position I'm in today. I, I didn't. I right. just, I, it just kind of like happened. <laughs> right. So at yeah. what? So okay. So what happened from here was obviously the the gym transition period is a pivotal period for your life. Yeah. Um, so you the know, gym started when I was eighteen, and that's where the confidence starts to grow. Mm. Um, I guess when that seed was planted, like at what point did you realize that this could become something really big? That's a good question. I, I felt it could be something really big from a young age, from like 23, 24. I was already of like looking at ways of like escaping the matrix. Um, you know, so I was looking at ways of kind of like ha working for myself and not having to work for an employer or a boss. So initially the first thing that popped in mind, okay, I love fitness. I love bodybuilding. Let's be a PT. Um, right, so, so how you got into the PT? Yeah, so I- like 21, 22? 20, no, a little bit later. I was always a late bloomer at everything. 23, I finished my PT course, and at 23, I became a PT at um, Fitness First Castle Hill. I thought it was Carlingford for some reason. No, no, no. I never wanted to be a PT in my home gym. Too right. many people knew me, and it felt it, I wanted to be like in a different area, different uh, demographic of people and clients. So. Fair call, fair call. And I um, did that for a while, and funny enough, um, I'm taking a bit of a tangent on, on this question, but- now that I'm like doing so well in my businesses and they're all like kind of like self-sufficient and I have people working and running them for me and I'm like essentially just like the face of many of my own businesses, like just doing like content on my phone, like yep. Instagram stories, videos, photos, yep. uh, content as we are now, I've kind of like got the urge to move back into PT, but not like full time because I don't got the time. Really? Maybe like five to 10 hours a week, five to 10 clients max just for like... And it's not even about the money because it's not that much money. What sort of client would you enjoy working with? Like people that just the young young kids, young boys who are just like serious about putting on muscle or losing weight. So like a very specific set of clients that I would like to work with and just for more giving back and feeling good. Can I ask you a question? Because I enjoy that, you know? But no, I feel like I, if I, I did it more than 10 clients, it'd feel like a job. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you feel like you'd enjoy working people that you see yourself in? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, that's why... I mentioned like, it's the, young, the, young, like the young boys that like I, was, I see a lot of myself in a lot of these young kids these days they're like a little bit misguided a little bit like you know off of the fairies that they don't know what they want they don't know where they're going Lack but you know what that's like kind of fucking normal when you're like 18 years old like you're not supposed mm. to know what you're going to be doing like yeah your brain's still developing up until you're like 25 so it's like completely understandable well I mean know? if you imagine if you gave like young you and me the kind of the oh my uh, god if I had my brain now at 18 years old yeah. I'd be a fucking mastermind you would be but also if you had the money you have now at 18 you'd be a horrible person I'd be <laughs> worst i would be a piece I'll of shit all on partying and, and, and i would and, think i was so cool but i wouldn't realize that i wasn't that cool you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's like if i feel like everything happens for a reason at the right times god kind of like puts a plan for everyone and i feel Absolutely. like yeah if i had the success the fame and the money at 18 dude i probably would have crumbled yeah i think to, i to think be quite fair i think you need to uh, it was a gradual process for me and because of that um yeah i just became accustomed to it, it just became like kind of like i think you need to earn it yeah, I think way. so too. Yeah. 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 Um, People are just like 
thrown straight into the spotlight young age and just get huge amounts of money fame and status especially like you know people like i don't know like girls or guys doing only fans are just kind of getting all this money and all this status yeah. at such a young age they get so like warped from it and they don't like understand the value of like hard work it just comes to them like that yeah and when you get too much like, too fast it's dangerous bro mm, it's very dangerous yeah um i agree i'm gonna give you credit for something which i don't know if you've thought about this before but to an extent, and this is just because I think I'm in a good spot to kind of identify some of this stuff, just having grown up in the same area and seeing the same things. Like, in a way, when when you guys kicked off this concept, right, which is kind of um, more or less, I want to come up with a better word than fitness influencing, but like spreading the message of like improvement and well-being online, mm -hmm. you guys kind of like pioneered the concept of that before Instagram, before TikTok, before anything, like you kind of like, I don't know if I want to say you were the first fitness influencers, but you were the first ones I saw to kick off the idea ever. Cause there was, you guys were even doing short form videos. Um, I mean, a lot of people would like to dub us as the first ones to do the social media influencing game. Especially in fitness. Especially in fitness. I, I genuinely think we were because at the time, the only things you would see from bodybuilders uh, in the fitness space was like Ronnie Coleman, Jake Cutler, yeah. Phil Heath, and you just see like them on magazines yeah. or them on like, you know, like a, on, on, on TV or on the news. Wasn't they wouldn't have their own Facebook pages or yeah. like, dude, I was doing social media back when it was MySpace, back when I was like a, <laughs> uh, when I was an 18 year old surfer kid with long hair, long blonde hair and a little yeah. goatee. I still remember I had my MySpace page. It was put and my name was called Fightstar because I like this heavy metal band. Yeah. And I had like this rock music playing in the band. It was all dark. Wait, how good is it when you have your background music? Yeah, it was the best. Like, really and you got your top friends? Dude, yeah, yeah. If one of them does a crime, you move them to number four. And you're like, no, nah, you're number four days. Yeah, I'm like, fuck this guy, bro. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're, getting well, yeah, you're a dickhead. You're, you're number six. <laughs> but dude, let me tell you, like, it was, it was a very interesting time because I was doing that just for fun. MySpace? And, and, yeah. And right. I was enjoying social media and conversing with people and posting like i remember even still then i was posting those like lots of photos of like uh you know what i'm wearing um where i'm going what i'm doing um yeah. what's going on in my life this is on myspace uh, yeah back before i had any fame or status so you like putting it all out there back in yeah, the day i was just doing it because i don't know i just i enjoyed it i guess Another i guess thing, i just enjoyed it I, I don't know why do you know something else that i think you guys pioneered i know i've used that word twice now go on but like meme culture <laughs> Mm. The culture of memes. I'm, I think I'm like at the level I've almost become a meme myself. <laughs> well, Not quite as bad as Michael Hearn, but get no, it bro. No, no. This is before. Like, can I ask you about a few that I don't even remember what they mean? What the? What's Padawan? Padawan? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like a. It's like um. It's a Star Wars reference. Is it? Yeah. Because like, remember, a, like all, a young Jedi in training. Yeah. Because remember, everyone would give each young other Padawan. Yeah. Off you go, Padawan. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's like a Jedi in training. Okay, so that's yeah. that one. What about um, um Peppered uh, Angus? Peppered Angus. <laughs> oh, now I'm liking this fucking podcast. All right. Oh, I told you it was going to be okay, good. Peppered Angus, you know all the fucking lingo. <laughs> Bro, I'm OG, I'm OG, yeah. Peppered Angus, for those that don't know, um, <laughs> basically it refers to uh, preparing your anus for butt sex. But I mean, it's so graphically. It's okay. essentially what it is. So, what would one pepper prepare your anus? Pepper your Angus. What would one pepper their Angus for? It could be used in many ways. It could be used as like a way to like you know push and motivate the boys before you're going out going club. It's like oh yeah, pepper your Angus. You're gonna have a big night. So like that's like not in a very that's not in the gay connotation. That's like no, you're saying have get a prepared. bad night, have a sick okay, night. Okay, so it's like get prepared. And then another time you could be like you know you could be talking about getting in a fight with someone. It's like oh fuck, I got this fight with this dude, and someone's like oh bro. 
Pepper your Angus, bro. It's gonna it's gonna be a hard fight. And you're like, right. oh, shit. So it could be used in fear. Okay, okay. You know? So there's many ways of using Pepper your Angus. Okay, so Padawan. That's, that's what made it so beautiful. Yeah, it's it's very it seems very applicable yeah. across the board. It's uh, it could be whatever you want it to be. A, a universal Open interpretation. <laughs> okay, got it. So Padawan, Peppered Angus. Um, there are a couple of other memes back in. What was that little Russian kid that came up with a character, Andrei Skromny? Do you remember that? Mm, oh, it was this it was big, big bodybuilder. Body I he, know who you're talking about. He had about. broken English and he came up with a meme page and he's like, um, oh, he would call a picture a pictor and he would like, oh, he's this no, meme character. I don't character. remember that page, but I could tell you some things I do remember. I remember all the hype around Klaus. You remember Klaus? Oh, no. Who is that? The Swedish fucking dude with the Jack Jawline and everyone's like- Nikita. Before. I'm thinking of Nikita. Nick, Nick, Nikki, Nikki, bro, Nikita. Oh, little like Russian kid. He's, no, a, he's a loser. But he's the one that made up the meme. That's, that's I didn't know it, that, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of these kids just stay at home and just do memes. They're all geeks, man. So who was the one you're talking about? What's the meme um, you're talking about? Klaus. It was just like, I think, honestly, we remember around 2007 times. Yeah. Um, it was just like this Swedish like fitness model and yeah. he just posted some photos of himself and everyone was like, in before Klaus. All oh, right. Or, or Clive, you know, the era isn't Clive, but in yeah. before Clive or good job, Dave Mann. Yeah. And all this kind of what stuff. What about you like, come at me, bro. Like, this slash 10, of... that slash 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. In before oh, slash 10. In, in, in .jpg. I still use these fucking terms now. Yeah, yeah. Is it feel weird to hear them coming back? No, I love it. Is this yeah, is your it life, was, bro. It was, it was a great era. It was a great era. I mean, yeah. I, miss, I actually missed that time, to be honest. Right. And isn't it funny now, you post an update on Facebook, nobody sees it. Because the platform's broken. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's just ads. Why do you it? think that's happened? Because, um, so Facebook used to be a platform for sharing content. And when it mm. hit like critical mass and it got big enough, they said, now we're going to monetize it. But the monetizing process overtook the what it was originally meant for. So content sharing is now for Instagram. And basically, you get one-tenth the reach through your Facebook. So it's just for news, ads, yeah, it's the money-making it's machine. Yeah, it's sad how it just always turns into money. And you yeah. know what? I'm calling it now. In the next five years, Instagram's going to crash. I reckon uh, Facebook's going to crash if it's not dead already. I think it's done. I think it's a yeah, shot duck. Yeah, if I'm, you post on there, will anyone see it? Uh, on my fan page, surprisingly, like the engagement's still kind of good for me. I can get anywhere from like... 50 to like 300 comments so it's right. still there i've still got that cult audience and that's like big for a page of small i wonder spot. how they've kept you alive because they don't share anyone else's stuff yeah i don't know it must just be interesting for people i don't know people maybe you're in like a secret doing. category where they like people want to see what he's i don't doing. know because yeah. i've looked at some other big accounts like they're following on their face page like two three four million yeah and they're getting the same engagement that i'm getting on my page and but i've only got two hundred thousand on the on the page yeah, yeah, yeah. on uh, Facebook. So yeah, it's weird. So you reckon um, Instagram's going to crash? What do you reckon Facebook's going to do? I think Facebook will stay the same. I think, like you said, it's just going to stay for like business and like- Yeah, I think so. Um, You know, more for like baby boomers, just like keeping in touch with people and things like that. Like, Carrots, oh, yeah. great roast fucking chicken last <laughs> but, night. Yeah, when or, or, or your aunt like writes your life story on there. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's all that kind of stuff. I, yeah. I think it'll stay for reasons like that, Yeah, for the boomers. Um, I think Instagram is like a sinking ship. I think, and I think TikTok is the future. At the oh, moment. bro, TikToks. Yeah, I, I, the people's like attention span is getting a lot, a lot, well, lot yeah. shorter these days. ADHD, so, yeah, so, so like people uh, are not gonna sit there and watch long format videos. Yeah, uh, especially like YouTube as well. Like YouTube's tanking it a little bit. So what do you think's gonna happen to the podcast format? Because that seems to be popping off in parallel to TikTok. I mean, which is everything weird. has phases, dude. Mm. So this is the podcast short real phase. I mean, you know. Yeah. What I mean? So I think it's gonna run for a little bit, and then I think people are gonna start craving uh, more longer format. It's just it's just like a cycle, man. Yeah. You true. don't know where it's gonna go. You don't know. They don't even know what's gonna come next. You know? Yeah. It could be another yeah. platform we haven't even thought of. Yeah, but I think people like real, people like vulnerability, people like genuinity. I think that's yeah. in now. 
Do you know um, what's so funny you mentioned that? So part of my business is we've got a talent agency. We've got 450 influencers on the books. Yep. And if we get a girl with big tits that does a post, she might sell two units of product. If we get a girl who talks about her mental health and her struggles, she might sell 200 units of products. Mm. And so- And you know the, the, the hot girl with the, with the tits yeah. probably would have sold more standing next to a Lambo in 2015 on Instagram. Probably, probably. But now people want more genuine. People want more real. People want less fabricated. So it's so funny you say that because yeah. we've quantifiably shown that. So we, yeah. we've, we've literally stacked 10 against each I think other. people just got over like the fancy edits, the picture perfect photos. People want to see stuff that's real. Like, even on my Instagram, like if I post a selfie of me in the bathroom, like flexing, that would get more likes and more comments and more engagements now than a professional photo shoot pic. Yeah. So it's just basically killed photographers in the ass. So yeah. Do you find that when you're just talking about stuff as well, it resonates more with people versus more, yeah. trying to do something? Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah. almost like the like, less you try, the more real it is and the more attention you yeah, get. Yeah. But it's it, like I said, it's changed. In 2015, yeah. that stuff was in. So, <laughs> so that's yeah. what people wanted to see. People wanted to see, um, you know, in, in the fitness space anyways, people wanted to see like a, a muscly dude with chicks around them or a guy next to a nice car or a guy like on holidays in the desert on riding a fucking weird, camel though? in Dubai, you know? And now they don't want to see that. They want to see like, and as fucked up as it sounds, they want to see like trauma. They want to see like maybe like, you know, if you post a photo of you and an injury and you're in the hospital, they're like, oh yeah. shit, this guy's going through something. Let's let's support him. Let's hope he gets better. Or maybe just posting, uh, just like like I said before, like a normal selfie uh, in the bathroom yeah. mirror or just like a built-in robe, like a, a photo like that, like I said before, will do way better. Can I throw an idea to you? Sure. Do you think that given that we've been exposed to such fake um manufactured content for so long that people crave reality pretty much dude yeah, yeah it, it became um and it's just not just a shift on social media it's a shift in culture that's why there's more reality tv shows now like you know you go on mtv or you go on netflix there's you know you got like uh, what are these shows they call they got um the one with the cone and shit too hot to handle and all these dating shows oh, and, yeah yeah and, and married at first sight that's the one that one's a bit fake but like <sighs> they've got all these like shows there they massacred some to, of those that, contestants that, i know right they're just trying to like show people in a reality setting yep. like and capture real emotions real feelings real conversations people actually arguing and fighting because not everything's all sunshine yeah. and rainbows as we know so yeah. i think people just got over the fact of seeing a fake um you know a fake kind of like a montage of uh, photos and videos on instagram yeah that it was kind of inevitable for the change to happen. People wanted to see real. People wanted to see genuine. Yeah. And that's where people like me have come in and, and shined. Well, but bro, that because can I tell you why? And I think that's to a credit because that's what sells. Real sells now. People genuinely want to see real. Um, and, you know, I'm sure that's translated. I think it specifically translates, correct me if I'm wrong, through to your clothing brand because it's a- Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It all- Um, Sorry, I cut you off. But um, that's right. uh, in saying that, yeah, no, it's- uh. My sales now for my clothing brand has been the highest they've ever been compared to like when I first launched in 2015, 14, yep. when I launched Subversion Fitness. So my clothing sales are higher now. So I put, I attest the sales due to the huge influx of um, my popularity spike on TikTok. Right. Uh, on did that take off pretty quick, did it? Yeah. In the last yeah. like year, I've just blown up. Like my following was like, like 290k about a year and a half ago now i'm like on 480k or something yeah, right. almost half a million yeah yeah um so everything's growing i'm about to uh launch a netflix movie next year legit as well so there's a there's a few things coming right is it going to be a movie or a reality star uh, actually documentary right it's a doc documentary um and biopic their their um documentary team's going to bankroll that um 
I haven't looked that far into it just yet. Okay. I just know that it's getting to a stage where I'm going to have to lawyer down and um, obviously uh, protect my assets and my story and move forward. So Really? Yeah. Have you signed any terms or anything? No, or? not yet. Right. Just basic stuff at the moment. Um, yep. We're in the process of actually filming a pilot episode for investors. and um, I can help you with that. Yeah, and Screen <laughs> Australia. Oh, it's already, it's already under it's already under. Yeah. So. Um, I think um, those guys are investing heavily into content that people want to see mm. because the 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 race to get as many eyeballs as possible is heating up and I've just basically got a huge bucket of money. So anything that's cool that they can grab eyeballs, they're they're funding at yeah, the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you know, they know what is going to catch heat or not because it's it's their job to kind of like pick up on like, all right, this is a good story. This story is going to like, you know, bring lots of viewers. Viewers is going to bring money. Everything is like kind of like a business prospect these days. How do you think, because like there's two ways they could go, right? They could go the, the documentary route or they could go the movie route. The problem with the movie route is sometimes it's not going to capture the quality of like the life that you've lived. Because right? the, the movie route, yeah, exactly right. The movie yeah. is... um. It's not always accurate no. to the actual story, is it? Correct. No. That's why it's called a movie because mm -hmm. it's there's a lot of make believe and there's a lot of um, you know, there's a lot of fiction in there. But a documentary is raw, real, and genuine. So that's why I decided to go down the documentary path. I just got like goosebumps talking about that because yeah. I was just thinking about something. Um, I honestly think from day dot the reason the content that you guys have put out has been received so well is because it's shot on like shitty old phones and then it's hacked together with like, you know, standard production quality mm. and you put in some like hype music mm. and then it just feels fucking real. Right. Yeah. And I've still, reckon... I've still kept that, um, kind of rawness to my socials, especially yeah. on my Instagram or my stories. I don't do these fancy high editing edits with super fucking seven K tech cameras yeah. and you know, super no quick edits. Cameras. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I don't really do that for my story. My story is very raw. Like it's like from when I wake up to when I go to bed, what I'm doing in my day, and it's just like all done on basic editing software. I don't, you think I don't the movie really... could capture that though? No, nah, definitely no. not. I don't think so. So you reckon the um yeah. the docu docu? I think is documentary be... is the right way to go. To I be agree. Honest, yeah. Would you um would you be looking to kind of pull in some of the old crew to talk about this and that, or how would you approach um, that? Yeah, there's a few people that are going to be on there to speak about their a few ones. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a few, a few of them. Yeah, that are going to be on there to speak about their relationship with me and um, yep, you know the movement and uh, what they were a part of and how it was all like kind of like perpetuated and unfolded at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't pick too many. Uh, I picked like two or three, and I can't really disclose them now. Yeah, but you got sure. you guys will see in September next year. That's exciting. Yeah. So Hopefully, I think it's around September. They said like a year and a half. So so it sounds like you got like a soft commitment on this. Like it's going to go ahead. Oh, hard commitment. It's really? happening and I'm very, very well balls deep in it right now. Right, yeah. right. So yeah, the Angus like, is peppered. <laughs> Angus has been peppered a long time ago, mate. Bro, so that's exciting. So yeah. September next year. Um, Two years from when we adventured on the project, I think will be September next year. Fingers does, crossed. Not going to. No, I think you'll be fine, bro. Yeah. How does it feel? It's a lengthy to, process. It's a what's very that? Length, it's a very lengthy process. Anything good takes time. Yeah, we've set up businesses, yeah. bro. I'm like, oh, this will be ready in two months. Fucking no, two years year. later. Yeah, 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 it, yeah bro. Yeah, it is yeah, a year. Yeah. Yeah, it takes like a year. Yeah. But I have this like over ambitious thing where I like. I don't know if it's like hyper optimism. It's more excitement. Like, yeah, because I get the same thing too. Yeah, like you I'm, get heaps pumped up. I'm about, about to launch <laughs> like a pre-workout. Yeah, uh, very shortly, um, with like a few business partners behind the scenes, um, and you know, I was supposed to launch like in February this year, and every 
every few weeks it's postponed by another two weeks, another four weeks. This guy's gone on holidays. So I know about this that, venture, this by the happening. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pre-workout, yeah. And like, this is happening. That's happening. So it's like I just have to like kind of wait, and I can't really do much about it. It's like kind of like you know, like sometimes people people go on holidays. Sometimes people take breaks. Sometimes there's hiccups in business. Sometimes formulas aren't correct. Oh, sometimes man. something takes shit, and you got to take shit, and you got to go back to the supplier, and yeah. just. Try a different flavor. Try a different approach. It's so refreshing hearing someone go through my struggles that I yeah. So it's just like fuck. I'm just not gonna like attach myself to the idea of like launching something too early that it's not perfect, and I'm just gonna enjoy the process. So it's also like the uh, iceberg where like when it works, everyone sees this part, but nobody sees everything that happened prior to that. You know? Yeah, that's true. Nobody sees the failures and the fuck ups and this didn't arrive. There's a lot of bullshit that goes behind it, but I mean, it's fun. I I enjoy it, bro. I live for it. It's like a thrill to me. I wake up every morning. Get off on that shit. I joke off over it. Me too. I joked (laughs) off before I came here. What do you think I'm so, I'm so bro, comfortable this is, right this is the trip, bro. I was wondering why you're so I'm relaxed. Nice fucking wank and a coffee. I'm good to go, brother. Just a couple of boys jerking off and having a podcast. So I want to talk about, um, uh, yeah, kind of how I wanted to approach this is, you know, I've seen the other podcasts you've done and they're good. You Which know? ones do you like? Which ones? Your so one? I'll be honest with you. I thought oh. Br- Bradley Martin was good. Fresh and Fit was good. You know my favorite one? Which one? Spanion. Spanion. Yes. Do you know it, why it was my favorite? It was the most real one, huh? It's just the boys, bro. It was, it was genuine. Because because you know you and me yeah. talk. Fuck yeah. the cameras. Pretend they're not here. Yeah. We yeah, would yeah, talk yeah, like yeah. this anyway. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, when you, you guys were chill, yeah. When you guys were talking, we were just, it was just two men talking. And he asks you for your subs advice, and you start talking real. It's like the cameras just disappear. Yeah. And the, and the 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 consumer of the content. They're just in the table with you. They're in the conversation, yeah. Because like even like reading the comments after that podcast, um, a lot of people, you know, the ones that didn't fuck with me at the time, ended up fucking with me afterwards. They were just reading the comments and like, fuck, we kind of like this dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he's just very raw, very honest, um, not afraid to show his emotions. Like he's very vulnerable, but he's very true to himself. And he's like, you know, just himself. Well, I think that's why everyone likes Spanion as well. Yeah, because he's, he's just real. himself. Yeah, and the thing is, Spanion man, is Spanion, just like chess price, chess price, bro. Yeah, like the, what you see is what you get. Correct. Mm. And I think if you try and overthink that, you'll fuck everything up. Pretty much. The harder you try to be anything, but then if you try to be someone you're not, it normally comes out with enough airtime and hours and camera. Like people see you for who you truly are. You know what I mean? So you can't like. Fake it till you make it maybe worked back in like 2015 social media days. But now it's like, you, mate, you got to get yourself in front of a camera and talk. And, yeah. and people will know real, real damn quick yeah. what kind of person you are just by, you know, even well, a few minutes of you conversing. We are talking about fake it till you make it. Um, one cultural thing I experienced going to America was that um, there are so many frauds and sharks there that it's so hard to identify who's real. Oh, Did man, you get it's... exposed to any of that? A little bit, yeah. So yeah. I've done a few trips to LA and it's an absolute shithole, man. Bro, I, I can't even. I, I hate it. I, I lick it makes the ground me, when I, It makes me home. so happy to live in Sydney, man. Bro, it's. And it not makes only me that, sick. like everyone's like so aggressive out there, man. Fucking insane. So and they're frauds. Everyone's a fraud. I've, I, I would meet like chicks out there saying, oh, I'm working for a record label. I've got my music video coming out and it's going to be with like Snoop Dogg and this and that. And I'm like, cool story, bro. I just know. Yeah. I just know they're talking shit. We know? had like we would meet talent managers out there and be like, okay, we can line you guys up. This one, this one, this one, and yeah. we would maybe know one or two of them, and we'll call their manager directly and say, do you yeah. know this talent agency? Like, yeah. nah, they're just trying to like front run it. They don't even know who these people are. Yeah, they're literally faking it till they're making it. But it's like it's which makes level. it hard to do business. 
Yeah, no, not really. It's kind of easy. You can see the the genuine um, people from the fake ones. You think you got a good radar for that now? Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. I can yeah. normally tell if someone starts tooting their horn too early or just like too boastful about their bullshit. I'm just like, this cunt's full of shit. So now, I don't even bother, you know? Do you like, because I've got a lot of people around me that I trust that can filter a lot of this out. Do you have people with you when you're over there that can help you with that? Good question, actually. Um, I normally go on my own to these trips and just handle my own affairs, do my own things. You lone wolf it over there. Yeah, bro. I mean, I'll stay with friends. Exactly. I've got friends in I've got friends in LA, but like I won't bring anyone from like Sydney or any of my like Sydney boys up there. Like I kind of just do my own thing. But it's I guess because I've been, move, bro. Well done. I, I like it. Just put myself out in the deep end. But the thing yeah. is like when I'm out there and I'm like conversing with all these quirky, kooky different LA characters. That's and crazy. let me tell you, bro, like <laughs> half of them don't have fucking souls, man. Oh, no, no, I'm not even fucking kidding you. Bro, like, they kill you, they wouldn't even care. I'm not even kidding. Like, they no. don't have souls. They're just not real, normal human beings. If they beings. can make money out of you, they'll kill you. That doesn't, doesn't mean anything. Pretty much. I've, so I've, just, got like, I've, world, so I've just got like a, I've got like a bit of a sick sense about it, and I just kind of like smile and nod and just like, you know, yeah. be, be, be there, but not quite be there. So like, I'll only give myself fully and completely if I know someone's genuine. Yeah. And then they'll get the true version of like, say it. Otherwise, they'll just get fucking chest bro. You see? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just, give him, I'll, just give him, I'll just give him a chest from Yeah, sup, sick cunt. That's good. good. And I'm real good at playing it off, you know what I mean? So I'll just do that. But if I see someone's like real and genuine, then I'll be more vulnerable. I'll be more myself. So you share the good energy with the good energy. Yeah, bro. That's like if you're like, like if you're a shit cunt, I'm, I ain't about to tell you nothing about myself and give myself to you. Well, you have and to that be- comes from experience from being burnt in the past by a bunch of shit cunts. So. But you have to be like that, man. Because the thing is, if you, and I've done this before, if you give too much of your good energy away to the wrong people, you're going to you're gonna make yourself bitter. You're going to ruin your own positivity. Yeah. Whereas and if you give it to that, good like, people, energy is like contagious, dude. So I feel 100%. like, percent. I feel like you can't really sit with someone and they're like it's like opposing energies because it's like a magnet, you know. Bro, what, I mean? what about? It wouldn't be people that are like kind of like the same energy. How do you deal with the negative energy people? I get rid of them. Yeah, same. I don't even have them as friends. I don't. I, don't, I, don't I remember even... having friends <laughs> that were always negative, and I'll pull them up. I'm like, mate. Like I'm like keep your negative shit to yourself. Like I'd literally tell them yeah. with no fucking shame. Some people don't get it. Though. I'll tell them I'm like keep your negative shit to yourself. I don't want to hear how shit your life is. This and that. And then some of my friends in the past will think I'm selfish for it, mm. or they'll tell me that oh you, you only care about yourself or you're narcissistic. I'm like no. If you want to elevate and do well in life, you want to be surrounded by positive energy, by good people, by good influences. Bro, can I tell you? I had someone. I don't know. It was this girl that didn't like me at the time. I don't even know what happened, but she's like, you're a narcissist. I'm like, why? She goes, oh, you this and that, and you make money here, and you got... I'm like, but that, but those things are true. I do do those but things. But here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. And, and let me speak up on this. Let me speak go, up go, on go. this. All right? So you have to be a narcissist to be good in, in your field. You have to be a bit of a narcissist to be successful. You have to be a bit of a narcissist to get yours, essentially. So... If someone calls you a narcissist, it essentially means you're obsessed with your craft. You're obsessed in becoming a perfectionist at what you're doing. So it's just something that, you know, an ill-minded, insecure person would say when they see someone who's great and amazing. You know, there's a medical phrase that's called adaptive narcissism. It's where you put a good dude into a CEO's position and they have to adapt the qualities of, I'm going to succeed, I'm going to kill it, I've got this, I know what I'm doing, I'm confident. Mm -hmm. And I think people see it as a bad thing, but you're right. The reality is sometimes you need that to survive. You have to. How are you going to succeed in business? You're like, oh, I'm not that good and I should be be a little bit humble. I should put a shirt on because my muscles might make people uncomfortable. And that's the thing. Look, humble is a word used to keep people that are elevating up here, down here with the rest of the common average folks. So humble, I don't like that word, man. 
and I, I like to say modest, you know? Like, mm. you can be modest, but fuck being humble. If you're fucking good at something, be loud and proud, man. Bro, that's what I say to be people. Be loud and proud. Dude, can I, like, can I tell like, you? People are like, oh, bro, like, I have some people telling me to, like, be humble about, like, my bodybuilding and, like, my, my physique, but uh, why should I, bro? I'm built like Michelangelo to Zeus. Nah, man, you make people chairs. uncomfortable. Put you know a towel I mean? over those muscles. Like, we I'm don't want to see that. I'm proud I built this body, so why should I be humble? If I can inspire yeah. other insecure young guys to, like, be confident in their skin through, you know, empowering them to be confident and powerful and stoic and strong, why wouldn't I do that? Why would I tell them to be humble? I'll tell them to be proud of who they are and be more confident. That's what I'll tell them. You know what I'm saying? Like, cool. I'll tell them to actually, like, be be more comfortable in their own skin. So there's also a parallel between what you're talking about and what your business is self. For example, you're talking about I being the best. Part of, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love this side of the being the best version of you, yes. looking good, feeling good, yes. having muscles, having good skin, having good hair, wearing good clothes, just looking after yourself. And do you think it's no coincidence you've got a skincare brand, a hair care brand, a supplements brand, a clothing brand? Like It's almost like you've correlated your businesses to your ethos. Exactly right. Yeah, I, I got no words to say to that except the fact that yeah, I basically decided to monetize my passions and hobbies in life and give back that positive energy and influence that changed my life to my followers. So I thought to myself, okay, shit, I really take pride in you know having nice skin and nice hair because I feel like putting your best foot forward and looking good and presentable is, you know, will get you that job that you're trying to get, will attract that date of that girl that you're really, you know, eager in seeing and getting to know the, the girl you've seen at the gym or at reception. You know what I mean? It just it just allows more doors to open for you. So I noticed how it changed my life. So I'm like, okay, shit, how can I help a generation of young insecure men to be more comfortable in their skin? I'm like, all right, let's start with hair and skin. Some things that men don't talk about or are too shy to speak about because they think it's like fruity or like, like, you know, it's only for women. So I thought, let's normalize this shit. Let's tell men, hey, it's actually okay to look after your skin. It's nice to have good hair. And I'm going to show you guys and lead you guys in how to do it correctly. You know, I'm going to mm. tell you guys what products to use. I'm going to tell you guys how to do it. And you guys are going to feel amazing. How does it feel to like, because I know this feeling, because I've got, um, I've got, Oh, fuck, I've got so many brands, I don't even, I've lost count. But um, for me, the feeling of like creating something in here, putting it out there, and then thousands of people validating your your creation by by buying it off you, how does it feel to have created these products, which you then put out into the world, which people buy, which gives you validation that you've kind of helped them in a sense? Look, initially, it was extremely overwhelming and it was... It felt amazing. Like sometimes it felt so good, it would actually bring me to tears. I've had that feeling I'll, before. I'll sit there at night and I'll be taking a shower after the gym, all of my own, in my own thoughts, and I would literally just like rest my head up against like the glass window in my in my shower and just and just bore my eyes out, bro. Really? Was, yeah, I'll just start crying. That's um, beautiful. Yeah, it was just so overwhelming that I would like just thank God and just be so grateful that. I have this influence on men. I just, yeah, it would actually bring me to, I'm actually just getting emotional. That's beautiful. Thinking, That's of, beautiful. thinking of it now because I never expected, um, you know, living and documenting my life would help so many young men. So it has, bro. It has. Um, and it I've genuinely seen, helped a lot. Yeah. I've seen the messages you get. Mm, yeah. And insane. I mean, I, I mean, now I'm kind of like used to it. It's kind of lost its like charm a little bit, but well, I feel like now I'm in more of a role of like that older brother type figure to a lot of like young men. Can I take it to a bit of a different yeah, sure, place? Dude. Yeah, yeah. So, throw a different angle at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and again, feel free to talk about this how you want, but I'm going to take a guess that you've had young men reach out that are like at the verge of ending their lives. All the time. How dude, does it feel the, to know one, that? I had one today. <laughs> talk, talk to me about that. Um, It's a big burden 
personally, because like even though like a lot of young men see me as like a role model, I've never ventured on this journey to become a role model. It just kind of happened. So I feel like it's a lot of pressure on me. Like these guys look at me like Dr. Phil or something like, you know, like I'm always going to have the best advice, always going to steer them in the right direction. But the thing is like, I wasn't always like perfect in my own like journey. You know, I had many hiccups on the way. I was a fucking drug addict for a long time, you know, and I've made many, many, many mistakes. And um, I wasn't by far from perfect. But the thing is like, I kind of learned and grew through my life and just, you know, coming of age and becoming a bit more mature. As you've realized now, you're, you're on the same age as me. So you know what it's like to kind of like mature and, yeah, and grow through the trials and tribulations of life. So it's just, I guess, more me documenting that and then people seeing the changes in me over the last decade or 15 years or whatever I've been on social media. And I think that's what's kind of like inspired them. But I mean, yeah, I've, I've had lots of young dudes, uh, you know, that are missing father figures or older brother figures or that just don't have a positive male uh, role model influence. And they've a lot of them come to me and just say, you've saved my life. Uh, watching your stories gives me entertainment and great joy. It pumps me up before the gym. Every time like I'll be out, I'll be thinking of like you, like how hard you train and it motivates me to train hard. I'm like, shit. I'm like being myself has inspired a whole generation of men to want to be something great and just push harder. It's mm. incredible. How does it feel? Because, I mean, um, you know, without going too far back into the past or, you know, rehashing a lot of the stuff you've already gone through, like, I think, um, <clears throat> pardon me, I think you know the pain of loss, obviously, better than anyone. It's well documented. Yeah. Um, we're not going to go back into that today because, you know, you've been through that to your credit. And, you know, I'm the oldest of four boys and it's weird. We're both 37. We're both the oldest brothers. So mm -hmm. that's a pain that, like, I could never, uh, sometimes I can't even take myself there because, um, you know, I say to people who I mentor who are struggling and I'm like, bro, sometimes I know people, like, let's just take your situation, for example, your worst day, they would kill for that to be their worst day, you know, because sometimes people go through trauma that's so deep that it's just unfathomable. So it's something that I know quite well. How does it feel to know that like when someone does reach out with that that problem and, you know, they may be looking at ending their lives, that you're, you're, you're preventing other people from having to go through that loss. Have you thought about that before? I haven't thought about that per se, but I feel like the more I get thrown with like things like that, I feel like it's kind of like my life duty and life calling. I feel like I've been put in the position because people look at me as like a beacon of hope for people that have gone through like trauma and really bad, like, you know, painful trauma in their life. And they look at me and they, they think, hey, if this guy was managed to become successful and make something of himself and always have a smile on his face. And let me tell you, yeah. I don't always have a smile on my face. Like there's a lot of dark times, but you know, social media doesn't capture everything. But um, in saying that, I feel like, you know, if these young, young dudes are looking to me to kind of like steer them in the right direction, um, it's, it's incredibly rewarding. They feel like uh, a privilege. Um, I feel like it's it's a bit of a privilege and it's it's a bit of power that I have to be very careful with because hell if I was like if I was a sh if I was a shit cunt I could easily tell tell people and yeah just go party and take yeah. drugs have fun at festivals and do lots of steroids yeah. and even though I did all those things myself <laughs> do as I say not as I do yeah even though I did all those things myself I'm like guys listen the grass is kind of greener on the other side you know yeah. just a more humble lifestyle without all the fucking partying and bullshit like you don't need to do this to have fun you can actually do less of this and more of this focus more on like actually like building your body and your mind at a younger age than partying yeah. senseless partying with people that aren't really your friends and like oh, and then people and then people kind of learn from me because I was the party boy they say that I was um, the, the guy Mr. fucking Stereosonic <laughs> like I was well, 
that one of those in those group of guys that everyone would see as like party boy fuck boy yeah you know this and that so like for me to like kind of be like guys this lifestyle is kind of fucking shit and i found more love and enjoyment as a competitive bodybuilder and a, and a businessman and mm. i'm like way more secure and happy in myself now so a lot of guys would be like you know what they'll look at me and they'll be like fuck i mean if chesty's like saying that and he's he's done it all and he, he's pretty real and honest and like maybe it's not as good maybe i should listen to him maybe i should just like fucking stop partying as much and work a bit harder on this side business I've got or this side hustle. Maybe I should yeah. focus more on my bodybuilding and, and, and clean up my diet and, and stop stop chasing women and, and all the things that don't matter. Because that stuff comes when you're succeeding anyway, you know? Yeah. Like and, when you when you like, hit a certain level, that stuff just comes. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. like, I also think it's like a maturity thing. So, you know, some young kids are very receptive to like learning from older peers. So I think a, a lot of young kids really look at my example and try to learn from it so they don't make the same mistakes I did. That's beautiful. Yeah. They say um, uh, a wise man learns from his own mistakes. A wiser man learns from the mistakes of others. Do you feel that you're like taking I'm a definitely generation? not the wiser man. Let me no, tell you. but here's the thing, bro. Do you feel that like because of that fact, you can now lead other guys through that path? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Because I was there and I've been through there and people know I've been through trauma and loss and devastation. And they've seen me come on the other end and become a successful business owner, WBF Pro, um, you know, traveling the world, you know, financially free and just doing whatever I want. It's, it's funny, man. They're like, fuck, if this guy can do that and all the shit he's been through and all the trauma he went at a young age, it's like, why can't I do that? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's true. Why, why can't you do that? Right, every Anyone good, can do it. Every good CEO, entrepreneur, multimillionaire. Has gone this through pain. 100%, yeah. bro. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, we were homeless when I was a kid. I had, I had three brothers, two slept on the couch, two in the bed. My mom slept on the floor. We're in a Damn. women's refuge. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, we were fucking zero money. Dad left when I was 10. We had nothing. But you know what? Yeah. It's, normally, <laughs> it's normally when you're kind of like, broke or poor just not from like a family of wealth and, and then you build some kind of wealth and when i say wealth like you, you guys don't have got to be making a fucking million dollars a year like even even just like six figures doing something that you love working for yourself yeah yeah, yeah. is like being successful in my eyes it's not always quantitative by how much you make <laughs> for sure it's quantitative to me success is how much free time do you have to do the things you love to do yeah and be able to monetize <laughs> what you love and it brings you happiness and peace. If that's 80K a year, you're, fucked, you're fucking successful, my eyes. If you don't have to wake up and go to work and you can make 80K a year doing what you love yeah. and that's enough to finance your way of living, you're successful. If that's 150K a year and you're doing the same thing and that's enough to finance your life and you're not working for someone and you're generally happy every day, you're successful. Bro, there's a key theme here and I say this to people too. Like Sometimes I say like if you've Do managed- Do what you love. If you're happy, that is success. Yeah, that's success. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the money is just a byproduct of, the success yeah I don't was, chase the money the money will come as the byproduct I, I had a podcast with a kid the other day he made his first mill and a half at 19 playing poker and he made a another business where he set up the, the courses mm-hmm. and he made a million dollars in a month selling courses and he's a genius and he's he's really good at what he does and i asked him this question and he said um he goes, sometimes I'll just look at the guy that wakes up goes to work goes home has a really happy life and enjoys his job and i'll get jealous of that because he goes, that guy's just always happy. He's like, I'm. He's like, I love what I do, but like, just being content with something so simplistic. He goes, sometimes I'll get jealous of that. Hmm. That's some a, people that's are a, happy that's, with that's simplicity. Too, that's an interesting mindset. We're happy in chaos. Yeah, but not everybody is. <laughs> that, that, bro, that is the truest statement I've heard today, man. Yeah, I think a I've lot of the read. reason. <laughs> Myself and, and probably yourself like to do what we do is because it's stressful mm. and it's hard and we've probably lived chaotic lives where we kind of like a bit of chaos and toxicity, whether yeah. we like to believe it or not. 
you know? Well, even back in the- The average joke would probably crumble under the pressure, but I, mm. I found that I normally perform best under pressure. A hundred percent. It's a big reason why I, I do 90% of the shit I do, bro. Yeah, sometimes, I think that's why you were saying before, like- I love it. It, it gets a bit boring when a venture hasn't quite done that, because you're like, you're waiting for the pressure to come? Yeah, I'm yeah. waiting for like, you know- the business to drop and then I'm waiting for shit to get harder and I have to do more promotions and more sales and more yeah. marketing and this I'm like okay cool it's not it wasn't as easy as I thought shit's hard now and I gotta push it and promote it and get influencers and reach out and do this and do that Yeah, I like that I don't want it to just fucking pop up and just be successful from the get go I like the journey so there are some people who have social influence who just enjoy having it and they go out and they live their lives right not everyone builds businesses off the mm. back of that like did you think because your portfolio right now it's it's pretty impressive to the point where like if you just wanted to go to the beach you should still be making enough money to get by right pretty much did yeah. you ever think that off the back of something that just started out and let's be honest, it was just like posting cool videos and progress shots and sharing it with the boys and Padawan and Pepper Anguses and shit. Like it was fun, right? It was legit fun. Mm. Um, and then that turned into like social influence, which you, I don't even think you expected. I think that just happened. Did you think you would be building all these businesses off the back of it? Fuck, I, I didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it was all just like, you know, fun and games back then, chasing a hobby and a passion. And what I learned now in my 37 years of life is that if you're truly passionate and obsessed with something you would see it all the way through that you wouldn't even have a plan b so for me when i started noticing a bit of momentum i noticed that all right shit god has put me on a path here i have two options i can either take the easy route nine to five and, and succumb to like normal living and lifestyles of everyone else or i could put all my eggs in this one basket and fucking take it all the way and then i, I literally yeah, I, I took that option. And I just kept pushing and pushing. And then one business led to another, led to another opportunity, led to me getting flown overseas for fitness expos and getting brand deals and, and just all sorts of things. Mm. And then I'm like, all right, shit, if this is like now become my career and like from my first business that I monetized and started making money working from home, I'm like, all right, this is what I'm good at. I have to keep doing more. I have to keep growing the presence more, the following more, and then launch more businesses that can help people. Um, ones that I believe in and ones that are like true to myself, not just like mm -hmm. selling out like 99% of these influencers who dumps. are just like, hey guys, use this skinny tea and this fucking face mud mask. You don't do your 20% off coupon code. NFT rug pulls. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like all this like yeah, stupid shit that doesn't work just for like a money grab. I, I generally wanted to do things that can help people. I wanted to create a clothing brand that people could be proud of and feel like a, like a brotherhood, you know? Well, I saw a lot of effort that went into that brand like yeah a lot of love that's effort, like your baby yeah. really it's, right? it's, yeah it is it's my it's it's my biggest I even baby remember when time. you came up with the logo i remember you um talking about like the because you did a few iterations of that logo yeah right yeah, yeah i've yeah. actually recently updated in the last two years i saw it is that yeah. the evolution one yeah yeah yeah, yeah so tactic. like yeah there's um there's that pose there and then yeah. my one's doing this pose and it's a very like iconic because I it's love, like it's like all right he's looking after heaven and i'm looking after earth beautiful heaven, and i saw one's got the harbor bridge and the other one's got the clouds yeah beautiful yeah, the, the new yeah. t-shirt that's coming out yeah yeah how, does it, how does it feel to kind of like because like you're you're putting that sort of art out into the world right and people are buying it now so you're like i i did a podcast really good podcast a guy you like he he did 10 years in prison he was a trained martial artist like proper like gangster and um because he knew how to fight so well they put him in solitary confinement so he he spent 11 to 12 years in solitary by himself by himself and oh, no not the whole time just in and out Ooh. but every but every time he's a nice no, he, this is the nicest dude every time he'd get out like something had happened they'd be like you're back in 
Anyway, someone gave him a paintbrush and he just started like practicing and practicing. He got out and he, he makes this beautiful art. He's now selling millions of dollars of this art all over the world, Korea, Hong Kong, Japan, uh, um, wow. the New York, London. And But the thing is, like, <laughs> he doesn't even look at the money that he makes. He just loves creating something that the world that the world loves, Dude, right? That, that's a beautiful story. Yeah, bro. I'll, wow. I'll, I'll introduce you. But, um, so, that sounds nice. But the same way that you've, and I see a parallel, because the people who succeed are the ones who, who put so much love into what they create that when you push it out in the world and it makes people happy, like the reward's almost a given. You don't need to try. You don't need to push it. You don't need to like do too much marketing because if it's good and it makes people happy and it inspires people, all that shit's just going to come. Do it's the byproduct. Correct. Yeah. It is yeah. a byproduct. Yeah. Do you find that like the, 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 the success of the brand specifically is a byproduct of the passion that went into it? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I feel like I knew that upon launching the brand, I knew that it was going to be a success because yeah. there's a lot of love and emotion between, you know, the two brothers that created a huge movement. So I knew yeah. it was like, I, I knew this is going to be powerful. Uh, I was always into fashion and clothing and, you know, dressing nice and looking good. Um, you know, having awesome festival and gym attire. So I thought, you know, let's combine the two together yeah. and let's create a brand that, you know, all the young bros out there would love to wear, would love to rep, would feel like they're part of a brotherhood. How does it feel knowing feel that like they're all wearing this stuff now, you know? In, in, like like I said, it, Pinch um, yourself? It, it, moves, it moves me to tears, bro. Yeah, like I, I was like, at a, like, I don't go to too many events now in Sydney, yeah. but I was an event. I was at an event recently, like about nine months ago. I can't remember what event it was. It might have been knockout or something. Yeah. And I literally would bump into hordes of like young dudes wearing the festival shorts, yeah, and the bags and the wristbands. And then half of the orders have been signed. Like you see my signature on the straps and shit. Yeah. And then like I'd just like take a moment and like I'd just like breathe. And then like I'd go home and I just fucking cry. Dude. Yeah, man, cry. that's like, nice, I'm, like, bro. This is fucking insane, man. And I'll just like, yeah, it's like elevated me to a level where like people see me as like some kind of like messiah yeah, yeah, king yeah. figure but it's like no dude it's just a guy just who's following his passion and dreams everyone has their idols it's all, bro it's all it is man you yeah. know what i mean like anyone can do that they just have to be true and genuine to what yeah. they love and then bring that energy to the world it's it's um yeah it's interesting because it's like um you know a lot of you know, i think we're the architects of our own environments right and what sure. i mean by it, like you're in charge of who you put around you you're in charge of what you put in, in your body you're in charge of how you create yourself um you know, I think a lot of these kids, like, I think, I think they look up to what you've created, not just around you, but like, you know, you've created a certain type of look, a certain type of, uh, mindset I think is important. Um, you've almost created a culture for these kids, you know, how does it feel to know that they're adopting a culture? That I mean, created? a culture or a cult? Uh, no, not a cult because a cult's where they blindly follow bullshit. A culture's where they follow it voluntarily because they admire what you've created. Yeah. It's very cult-like though, I must say. I mean- In, yeah. in, a, in a good sense of the word. Yeah. Like, You'll get people who are like- It's a powerful movement. Like I could do anything wrong and these fuckers <laughs> will have my back. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's insane. Like if someone comes at me on social media, my army will just fucking come in there like, Whoa. little minions like- we can't hurt him. He must survive. Don't hurt him. And they're just like fucking, they're crazy, these little fuckers. But here's the cool thing about it. They'll go to war with me, bro. But here's the thing. God forbid, you know, you got hit by a bus tomorrow. Oh. That's still live the life. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, if I die tomorrow, I'd be happy, man, dude. I'm like, yeah. I've done everything, like almost everything I've wanted to do. Like, But that's a good place I've to be in like life. I've lived like so many lives. I feel like I've lived two two lives, bro. It's, yeah, yeah. It's nuts. But, but th that must feel kind of like, I feel, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like you're at a point point now in your life where you've got like a good amount of peace 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could probably sense that in me. Yeah, yeah I yeah, found yeah. peace was the hardest thing to find in yeah, my bro. crazy kind of like life, but I found peace, and I think a lot of the peace came from just moving back to the basics, which is just like bodybuilding. Yeah, you know, I moved away from the partying and the and the and the craziness of like that fake scene and culture. Yeah, and just moved back into what my original passion was: bodybuilding, which yeah. is what got me here. Bodybuilding. Small circles of good people. Uh, yeah, very small now, yeah. extremely tiny, less than five people. I can list, count on less than one hand. Yeah, I got less whereas, than 10 for sure. Whereas back in the day, I'd have like hundreds of friends, bro. Isn't it funny hundreds. though how much better you like, feel when you change quantity for quality? Yeah, I'm just yeah. more at peace and more happy. And like, I feel like a lot of the times I had like people around me and they'll just like, now in hindsight, looking back, I could see it for what it was in insecurity and jealousy. Like a lot of guys would be competitive with me or yeah. just always trying to one up me or trying to like... You know, just trying to like overpower me and dominate me in conversations and shit like that. And oh, like yeah? just I've realized it for what it is and it's just insecurity. And Was jealousy. this like social sort of situations and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Just like yeah. social situations with groups of people when girls are involved. Like, but you don't want to be around switching people, up and shit wanna... like that. And I'm just like, I was always just myself. So like when I felt that, I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm in my 30s now. I ain't got time for this shit. Yeah. So I just started culling these fuckers. Wouldn't it be cool like if we could, nothing. Wouldn't it be cool to have that attitude in your 20s? Though? You'd, you, would, you know what I mean? Because like, that attitude comes from life experience. You yeah, know? it does. Yeah. Imagine if yeah. you could just walk around in your 20s and be like, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's just yeah, such a better way to live. It's a great way to live. Yeah, I wish I knew in my 20s I would have saved myself a lot of headache. Yeah, a lot of heartache too. Yeah, it would have, it would have saved a lot of time. But How's, I mean- I think it's all a learning curve, bro, and a, and a process of like maturing. So it's kind of yeah. like the natural like cycle of life, I would say. Yeah, well done, Mufasa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you the next question, like just to talk about when but... I leave, all this will be yours. <laughs> Do you reckon you're going to have some little Padawans one day? Uh, sure, one yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's definitely on the plan. It's. Um, I mean, who doesn't want to have kids? You know? Well, it's interesting because um, I'm very lucky. I got two beautiful little kids. I don't post about or anything, but yeah. I think eventually, when I have kids and, <laughs> and get married and shit, you know what? Being through everything that I've been through, I'll keep those fuckers off social. Oh media. no, nobody knows who mine are. I'll, I'll keep them off social. I've media. not posted one photo of them. Even if I have pressure to like post photos, I, I won't. I'll show you a photo, but nobody else. Yeah, that, yeah. And I think like it should be like that. I think there's yeah. some things on social media that you should keep to yourself. I think because you know? you've seen like, like why throw yeah your significant other and your children into the limelight and fame that could like fuck with their like with their heads and mm. development, especially young kids. Like so, yeah. Like in the past, I would post like photos and videos of ex girlfriends and this and that no i never and then like not only like did it put like the evil eye and bad bad energy and you know jealous eyes on 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 my partner at the time and things didn't work out and you know people judge and this and that and you know put pressure on the relationship to do you think now you would keep your future partners off social media oh yeah 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 that's probably for the best yeah i think so too i think when you've seen the darkness unless unless they're an actual like influencer or, or celebrity or doing I don't what think I'm you doing. Want that influencer. Fuck <laughs> They're all cooked, man. I don't want to, I think, I don't I want to think, date another me. I, on, I think I've got enough vibe on you to know that you don't want that. No, man. Nah. I want a nice like stay at home wife who cooks, who cleans, who lifts me up like spiritually. Do you just want someone that nobody knows? <laughs> um yeah, someone low key, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um do Can't you have think- another out there person like me will just butt heads you need yin and yang yeah I've, nice. I've always had that yeah. which is good do you think that like because you know you and i if you talk about in business probably more more you when it comes to social media like when you've seen a certain i don't want to say darkness but when you've seen what shit cunts are capable of like you want to protect your loved ones from that pretty much yeah i mean do you that's, get that that's probably well? what it would be yeah i would just want to protect them and i wouldn't want yeah. them to be in the limelight i wouldn't want them to get bullied or people writing bad comments yeah because I, they I don't could... need that and they wouldn't deserve that 
that. Yeah, I'm speaking like I'm already married with kids. No, no, no. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, no, it's good. I it's wouldn't good. put them through that, and that's just like through experience because I've done it in the past with partners, and it never ended well. But it's good to get it this never from ended you, well. be- yeah, because like it's good that you've kind of like. And even though I know there'll be a lot of pressure on me because everyone would want to see, everyone wants to see every part of my life. And I know if like magic, I'm just like, hey guys, I'm a dad. All of a sudden, comes to be like, what? They yeah. want to know everything about it. And you know, I'd speak about it. Keep but it I'd never show a photo. Never drop a name. It's good to hear. Never fucking, you know, no. No, no that's no. a smart move, bro. You know, and then one day if they fucking grow up and they become an influencer in the limelight, then yeah, yeah, sure. But until then, only close people and friends and family even know, but the whole world doesn't even know fucking what my future kid's fucking shitting and me changing diapers and what my wife's right, thinking. I, and, can I tell you something? All these fitness influencers are all doing it. They're all posting their wives and their girlfriends and this and uh-huh. that. And I'm like, these guys are just doing it for clout. Like and, sometimes and, and doing it just to get extra likes because it's like a different phase of their life. They want to show it because they're so sick of showing their shirtless bodies. No, I'll keep showing my fucking shirtless Wrinkly body, even when I'm 70 years old, going to fucking stare. I'll, I'll show it wait, all, bro. I don't wait, give a fuck. You're out the front of the, the delivery room and you're just that, banging one of these. That'll be me. That'll be me. Or I'll eat the placenta protein or some weird shit like that. Shout out to Aaron Curtis, Mr. Placenta Eater. Get the baby a bottle of Trend for its like birthday, yeah, wet the head. I would turn it all into a one big joke. I already know I would. But, I'll uh, change my name to Chess Bra to Daddy Bra. I'll just be a dickhead about it. Wait, baby bra? Nah, daddy bra. No, call the baby baby bra. Nah. No, you don't want to do that? Nah. Too close Look to the life? Look at kid. Let the kid fucking- nah. Let it live its life? Have its own identity with itself. Um, I was- I'll, I'll take the piss out of me. Okay, good. Not I like my loved that. ones. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. I'll take the piss out of me. Um, I like that uh, protective energy. You got to yeah, have that, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. If you want to be a leader, you got to learn how to protect. Yeah, exactly. Because no one wants to follow someone that does not know how to protect other yeah. people. It's part of being it's, a leader, bro. A lot of people don't have that trait, dude. No oh, man, I could talk to you more about that after yeah. the after the podcast. Yeah. Um, so okay, that's that's good to hear because um, it's good that you've got that kind of um, you know that that forward view on that side of life. But you're also at a point now where another thing that I've picked up from where you're at, which is very similar to where I'm at, is that like being an entrepreneur it can be the loneliest fucking thing in the world. You got no. Yeah, this is got, something they don't teach you when you become an entrepreneur. No, but being I thought a, I'd have more friends. But being a bodybuilder yeah. can be the loneliest thing in the world. Yeah, so combine two together. Correct. Fuck. So how are you lonely. feeling now? Because obviously all that stuff you got. There's no. There's no talk about girls or kids or any. You've just got to be laser focused right now. How are you finding that? Um. It's uh. It gets lonely. Don't get me wrong. But I'm so used to a strict routine and a regime that. I kind of forget about how lonely I can be and how lonely I get. Right. But in saying that, I prefer the silence of loneliness than the chaos of obviously being popular and having lots of people around. Yeah. So what do you prefer about it? I'm more focused and I get more shit done, especially when it comes to business. The fact that I don't have so many people to call and hang out and do stupid shit. Bro, that's how not good is it anything. though? I'm like, oh fuck, I'm forced to be stuck within my own thoughts and my own shit. And yeah, it's great because you get more shit done. But, and you don't realize you're getting more shit done till like a few months go past a year, two years, and you're like, oh, fuck. I've launched three businesses, won a pro card, done this, done that. Yeah. Didn't fucking travel overseas, did an expo here and there. Oh, I didn't do this five years ago. Why? And then you realize, you're like, oh, fuck, I was partying and chasing girls and would, chasing fake friendships and, and guys all the time just to fucking, just because I was wanting to be around people. But what for? Like, why yeah. can't you be com- comfortable in your own space to your own self? If you can't, be comfortable on your own for long periods of time then there's something fucking wrong with you do you reckon that's where you grow yeah fucking no that, yeah. that's where i grew being on my own 
And that's you, when I really realized my value and who I am, you know? Sometimes I've um, had to go dark for like two, three months at a time to get like a, a big business venture up and running. Mm. People, you don't call me anymore. You don't want to see me. I'm like, bro, like I'm, I wake up at 6 a.m. My phone is not off. I don't talk to anybody. I'll work through till 7 p.m. I'll train and then I'll come back and work till midnight. But see, I understand that. But yeah. the thing is like a lot of people wouldn't, they'll think you're being like a selfish dickhead, yeah. or dickhead. A narcissist. Or them or narcissist. Yeah. But the thing is like, you just- obsessive over yeah. what you like and you know the mindset and the things you have to do to achieve those things and you can't do that sitting there texting your friends all day <laughs> yeah answering dms and you- calling hey john how's your day been or oh, hey hey bob we can say it to john maybe not bob <laughs> i'm just using i'm just using yeah, any yeah, examples yeah, you know what i mean yeah. and just like yeah. just calling up people and just having chats and just like you know just like speaking about shit that doesn't really fucking matter do you feel that the people that don't get it just drop off naturally and the people that do are always going to be there Say that again. So the people that don't get it, they'll just fuck off anyway. Yeah, but, but they're the not really your friends, are they? Correct. Yeah, yeah. The ones that stay and know what you're about and know that you're a good person and that you're just doing your grind in life, they'll stay there and respect it, bro. Yeah. They'll give you your space. And then when you come around, when you're not as busy, they'll they'll still, they'll still won't change up at all. Correct. And the ones that always want to have you around and feed you shitty fucking foods and, 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 and encourage you to party and do bad things with them. And then yeah. if you just like kind of discipline for a few months and then they fuck off, then good. Good riddance. They aren't fucking real friends anyway. Fuck them. Yeah. I feel ya. you. Know? It's almost, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I feel you. I, I, I've, I've had similar things where like, yeah, people just don't get it. And they're like, oh, you don't want to talk to me. I'm like, bro, I haven't seen my fucking kids in days. Like I, you know, I've, I haven't seen my family. Like I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen anybody like, and you know, I'm like, don't you think I want to do that shit? Do you think I don't want to go see my friends? And I don't want to spend time with people that I yeah. love. You know what's funny you say that I mm. kind of have the same conversations as I'm certain people. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Like in my past, I'm like, do you think I like... Do you think I'm like enjoying what I'm yeah, doing? Yeah, do you think that, I don't like- Do you like- think I'm actually like, do you think I'm a bad person? Do you think I'm a dickhead? Like, yeah. No, dude. Like I'm chasing like uh, a dream. Like I want to win my pro card. I have to be locked and loaded. Mm. I can't go eat at fucking junk food now. I can't go to this restaurant. I can't go to your birthday yeah, party. Bro, I'm sorry. Sometimes I have the- to make these sacrifices <laughs> to achieve what I want to achieve. And if you don't understand that, yeah. then one, you don't really fucking know me that well as a friend. And two- you're a shit friend, so yeah. fuck you, yeah. and I'm going to keep fucking riding on doing my thing. Do you think the vision's sometimes more important than the small things like that, hey? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, the vision's important. If people don't fuck with your vision, then fuck them off. Yeah. Well, you, you, you're creating something, I think, for more people than than just a single person that may want your attention at that point in time, you know? Yeah. And, and like you said, the real ones will get that. The real ones will be like, yeah, fucking the real crack, ones crack on, bro. Will, will probably yeah. you know, give you your space, but at the same time provide value. Correct. Because I feel like a friendship or a relationship is a value exchange, you know? 100%. It's not just like, oh, yeah, let's fucking hang out and do fucking nothing. It's yeah. like, you know- a good friend would be like, all right, I see that fucking Sade's like competing now. He's doing his thing. He's stressed out. Shit. I might come around and buy some Tupperware containers, just leave it on his front porch. Yeah. Or I might not invite him to like this this dinner that, you know, because I know he's going to get tempted by the food. I won't even mention it to him because I know what he's got in his mind. I know the shit that's going through his head. I'm just going to let him be. He's a good friend. You know what I mean? You like, got people like that? Yeah, I do. I do. Good. So they're, they're the ones with like a bit of a common people. sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and a bit of smarts and intelligence to them. But majority of people, and when I say majority, I mean 95% people won't think like that yeah so it's weird hey you realize how stupid people are yeah and but yeah and it's because like those people <laughs> it's bad but i'm like fuck am i just like am i just smarter than everyone is everyone like no a dumb you're ass? not you're not but you are in a minority of people because i know again i don't want to talk down to it's to just the world. emotional maturity dude it is but it's also well, you've got to entertain fucking people all the time for them to fucking no you don't but you're all respect to you yeah but you're also you show respect by setting boundaries you attract what you are too mm. you know and if you're just a little minion that wants to go eat pingers and bang birds and like that's what you hang around little minions correct so i 
feel that like 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 there is this minority that are probably the people that you and I hang around like business people entrepreneurs CEOs mm. um, you know fitness athletes th- those types of people who have that discipline and that focus and I think that like I think you attract that when you are that I think you so know? too yeah like can I give you a prime example your cool. your your business partner John <laughs> like like just from what I've seen in the attributes that he has, hard work, dedication, loyalty, ferocity, passion, diligence, like he'll isolate himself to get a project done. He'll do things other people won't do to be able to have things other people won't have. He understands all of this and I've not seen him break stride once. Yeah. These are attributes yeah, he doesn't that doesn't break at all. And these are attributes that I'm seeing on the other side of the table. <laughs> yeah. Do you think yeah. that that's by like, do you think that's just energy? Um, or do you think that's just what you attract into your world when that's who just, you are? you know. Cut from the same cloth, mm. same, same, but different, different. You mm. know what I mean? So I've got similar mindsets and values as do I to my part, do business partners. And yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where we find like-minded um, ideas and um, connections. But, but it's also fun, right? Yeah, it's fun because yeah. we're on the same mindset. So we don't bust each other's balls. We understand where each other's head's at. Yeah. And we provide um, a value exchange yeah. uh, in a friendship. Which is uh, important in moving in your thirties, and it's you know it's it's the way you go about life. Yeah, I feel like as you get older, you want to have friends around you that you can barter from. Yeah, you know, like imagine having a friend who's a doctor, an accountant, a personal trainer, and a lawyer. You'd have a friend to help you with everything, and then yeah. you give them your skills as a PT and you help them out with their fitness. And I have friends needs. like that. <laughs> lawyers will help you with your law needs and my lawyers can help you if you're sick. So if you, this is what they did in olden times. Yeah. They had friends all like that who bartered off each other's skills. Where do you pick up this knowledge from? Life, dude. Yeah. Just life. Because just I've got, life. I do have a friend that's a doctor, a lawyer, and a cat, but they're the things you need in life. Yeah, I've got yeah. friends of all sorts, dude. So I've yeah. always got someone helping me in every corner. I've also of got friends that are life. drug dealers. <laughs> yeah, and then, you've got, and, then you've, and then you've got the bad bad friend too. But, but they're all sometimes, right. Yeah, they're all right. Sometimes a bad friend is, is a good friend. Sometimes people say to me, why do you still talk to people? I'm like, because people like that would put a fucking bat over your head, wouldn't even ask why, <laughs> because yeah. they like they love me like family and they, they won't tolerate any like negativity, any 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 animosity like they're very protective of one another yeah is and it, they normally have attribute. like a pretty good moral encompass you know right like i've got some fucking mates like that too and they're fucking yeah they're scary fuckers but but they've got that loyal, moral compass they're loyal fuckers dude some they're of the worst some of the worst people i know are just walking around society some of the best people i know have done a little bit of time in jail yeah, yeah. I, I agree i'd have yeah. to say the same and that's not i'm not recommending to do that yeah but i'm don't saying don't go like can i give crimes, you a per- perfect example um spanian yeah yeah exactly you know? great guy Amazing dude. Yeah. yeah. Very humble, very nice. Yeah. And I think, again, that's why your podcast was so good because it's like, it's just two real people just talking having about real, real shit. Just a, having a normal, real conversation, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like, I could sit there from the room and it's like, I'm showing him respect and he's giving me the same respect back, even though we're from like two different like worlds. Can I just pick up on something here sure. as well? Like yeah. in the same way you were just saying it like all these kids don't do pingers, it's shit, it's gross. Like mm. you're not going to benefit from it. Mm. He did a thing where he's like, oh, you want to be cool? You want to stab someone? You want to go to jail? How cool are you going to be sitting in a prison cell? Like this is two different people giving the same type of real advice to a young generation who might see that as cool, who might see, you know, going out and doing drugs every day as being cool. Do you, do you, do you pick, did you pick up on that similar energy when you guys had that chat? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's why we got along so well and that's why the conversation was so free-flowing and people really enjoyed it for what it is, you know? Yeah, bro. I think that was a big part of the reason and I feel like um, uh, it was just came so natural for us to deter people away from the shit that we did Mm. because, you know, end of the day, it didn't really bring us peace or happiness. It was just 12 fake 
bullshit that took years out, out of our life, whether it took years from out of Spaniard's life and put him in, in jail and wasted all that precious time, or whether it took years out of my life chasing and unnecessary things and unnecessary, you know, temptations that didn't really bring me any value hmm. financially, spiritually, intrinsically, or, you know, that weren't anything of value to my life. If anything, it took time away from me too. Hmm. A different kind of time. It wasn't locked behind bars, but it still took time. From well, yeah, I mean, time is something we can't get back. And yeah, as you get older, you, you teach these younger dudes, like, hey, like, you don't want to be doing this shit because, like, one, it puts your health at, at risk, you know? Yeah. And two, like, you're wasting your money and you're wasting your time. Like, what for? You're not going to know these guys that you're going to these festivals with in a few years. Yeah, yeah. You're going to hate them. They're going to hate you. They're going to move on. They're going to find a girlfriend. You're going to find a girlfriend, get married, have kids. Yeah. And that's it. It's all fucking, it's all fucking in the past. So why waste that time now? But I get it. Like, young people, like, they want to, like, socialize and shit. And, like, sometimes you got to figure friends. out what you do. Sometimes, yeah. like, now, like, I feel like all these young kids are getting in a, in a pattern of like, they think it's cool to be like a bit of a Sigma male, a bit of a lone wolf. Mm. So like now it's really cool to see the culture change. And a lot of these young dudes want to be like lone wolves. But you can They're be like, a successful lone wolf. Of course you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like I, sometimes but I feel back, like Back that, then man. when I was like 22, to be a lone wolf was like social suicide. Yeah. But now it's like the cool thing to do. Bro, isn't you know? that, but isn't, I like that. Yes, I think Matt. that's cool. It's ma it makes people like me stand out. Right. <laughs> it's good for me. It's good for my bank account. It's the best. I can't complain, you know? Lone Wolf Cause Incorporated. Because then, then people are like, fuck, all right, okay, if this guy's just on his own doing his thing and people are following him, I yeah. can do the same, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they learn that from a younger age. I was even impressed just before when you said you hopped on a plane, went over the States all by yourself. No entourage, no, 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 man. No, no, I nothing. always go on my own. That's good, bro. Why I didn't know I, that. Yeah, why would I bring anyone with me? I'd, I mean, if you've got like a. I, don't I mean, know. for my world. Pro debut shot in Vegas in eight weeks' time. I'm actually going with uh, two, three people, but that's the first time, and that's only because I'm going to be in like peak week and hungry and mm. depleted and vulnerable. Bro, you're doing pretty well now for someone who's running on minimal food. Oh, I'm so hungry, man. I, oh, yeah? I brought my meal. We'll have it like halfway through somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, I get pretty hungry, man. So yeah, <laughs> just, just wink at me when you're hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been Not in a weird all, way. <laughs> I've been winking all fucking, uh, winking all the podcast now. I'm good, bro, but um, it is what it is. Sometimes you just got to make sacrifices, you know? Yeah. I think to get shit done. Like you said before, you, you grow through isolation and discipline, and it, yeah, yeah, it becomes your life. Mm. Um, okay. I want to talk about, um, because, you know, I think where you are now, if you look at, that dark phase you know um can i ask when sure. when you were going through and i don't mean the 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 stuff that happened with the trauma posts you know what everybody already knows about it'll usually just settle itself go on <laughs> go on you're like is this is this desk i'm just getting, i'm getting no, i'm getting fidgety because i'm getting hungry you mentioned food do you want some prime it probably has sugar in it no it's got one gram bro i told you that Logan Paul drinks it. If it's good for him, it must be Fuck good for Logan Paul. It's got one. It's got one gram. Hold on, hold on. It's tasty. Try five, some. Five grams of carbs can't do it. Five grams. Sodium. That's in the whole oh, bottle, bro. Drink a sip of it. It's good. Tell me what you think. You of got it a fresh anyway. one of these? I might have. Yeah, one. I'll get you fresh. Just wait. Yeah, I'll have one. That's actually not too bad. <laughs> I was looking at it, getting like all like autistic and yeah. shit with it. Oh uh, yeah. By the way, Thank that's you, the best flavor. What flavor is this? It's uh. It's um, ice pot, but it tastes like cherry. You're right. It's only got 20 calories. I told you. <laughs> yeah. I got to like this. We're going to try some prime live on the All pod. Right, brother. Cheers, brother. Cheers, Enjoy. Bro. But this is how you got to be, bro. What prime drink is? Besides that, like, you have to, you have to <laughs> it's be good. Like, Tell me what this is your live reaction. This is yours? And this is yours to drink now. Fuck. It's really not nice. bad. That's really nice, bro. Yeah. I told you, bro. 
Now, do you like Logan Paul? <laughs> no. Okay, but you like Prime. You like Prime? That's really nice. I told you it's delicious and it's healthy too. That is really nice. Yeah. So those carbs, I mean, that sugar, that's per bottle, bro. You don't have to drink Probably lots of artificial No, it's got coconut water in it and stuff. That's why. BCAAs, got everything. It's a Mm. good drink. Interesting. Yeah, why do you think I'm going bankrupt buying Prime all the time? That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Tastes good. Bro, I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's the ice pop. Ice pop. Do you know it's very hard for me to give- It's like a parrot. It's hard for me to give- It's a healthy parrot. I thought you said it tastes like a parrot. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. But yeah, that's no. What I said. no. No, no, that's it's like a nice healthy parade. <clears throat> that's the best flavor too. Like um like electrolytes. So you know that's gonna bring your energy levels back. No, I don't think so. <laughs> you need fucking food for that, bro. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to ask you about um, you know, the um to the extent you're happy to talk about the, you know, where it gets dark with addiction and dependence. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously that's miles away from where you are now. Like two questions. I mean, how does it feel to be competing in such a short period of time and, and how does it feel to look back on that period? And did you ever think that you would get back to here? You know? Or was it too was it too dark that that, that period? Um that's a multifaceted question, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I ma- ma- let me simplify it a little bit. Like, a bit yeah. talk, talk, talk to me about how that dark period felt versus how you feel now. Um, well, back then it just it basically felt like I had blinders on and I could only see like straight. And now it feels like the blinders have been taken off and I could see everything much clearer. We probably like the best way of describing it. Were you using stuff to black everything out? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I was using lots of lots of narcotics right. just to kind of like numb pain, uh, forget about the trauma, and just kind of like not be here and not be present. But now I'm all about being present and being in the moment and enjoying the moment, you know. Then trying to escape from reality and the moment. Do you think that shows that you've kind of like healed from a lot of it? Oh yeah, definitely. I had my process where I had to go through my pain and yeah. overcome it and all that, and then um, overcoming it. Lucky I came out on the other side. A lot of people don't. Um, and just, That is lucky, bro. That's and just lucky. managing to find peace and happiness in just more simple things and like, you know, waking up early in the morning and having a cold shower and going for a run. I've been doing and, that too. And getting some sunlight and having a morning gym session. There's nothing better than having a morning gym session, bro. Like yeah. when you're in the gym and the sun is fucking shining through the windows and it's glistening on your skin and you've got yeah. a nice pump and you've got your headphones in and you finish your session nice and early. You have a nice meal. You go home. You feel fucking good. Yeah. You, sit on, you can sit on your fucking phone or your laptop, do your work for business and like just feel so clear-minded and so positive and feel so good about yourself. You motivated me to have a morning gym session now, It's bro. the best, bro. Yeah. Don't worry about the night sessions. The morning <laughs> sessions are the best, so- yeah. Um, it's just, um, it's a different life now that I'm living now and experiencing compared to like my heydays and my party years. Well, but not even I the prefer, party I years. I prefer this life. Yeah. But it's more me. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think, I think that's true. Like when you talk, it's just like, it's more me. It's like talking to one of the boys in a yeah. very authentic way. Yeah. Um, Thanks, bro. and, but also very welcome. Also, um, like, you know, the party days, I think that's not as bad, but like when, when you were using whatever mm-hmm. to, to, to numb things out, was it like. Was it like a daily thing or was there a point where you're like, I can't do this anymore? Uh, I wouldn't say it was a daily thing. It was never that bad. Mm. Uh, maybe like a weekly thing, like a once once a week I would like party and like have drugs and shit. Yeah. Um, never a daily thing because lucky for me, yeah. gym was always my backbone. So you always had that the whole time. Gym was always fucking there, bro. Let me tell you. Yeah. 
In moments of darkness and despair, Jim was there to save me. In moments of addiction and crisis, Jim was there to save me. In moments of absolute boredom and anything else that was going on in my mind and blankness, Jim was always there to save me. So in the back of my mind, all the dumb and stupid shit I was doing, I knew that I loved training so much that I couldn't let myself get too far gone because I loved bodybuilding so much and I loved building my physique and looking good and being strong and being muscular. Do you think so that Jim saved me then and Jim continues to save me now. I was just about to say, you think that saved you? saved me, bro. Yeah, because it gives me routine and discipline. That's beautiful. And if I didn't have that routine and discipline, dude, God knows where I would have gone, bro. You know it's that, fucking saved my life. That's beautiful, bro. Yeah, well said. You know, that reminds that's me of- That's why I um, so hard. Well, have you seen- It's the, like my therapy. Same with me. Yeah, that's, that's why I train like a fucking freak. Yeah, like it, I it, scream and like people can see when I train. I scream and I'm angry and I'm and I'm passionate and emotional because I'm like letting all that pain out. Can I tell you something? Mm. Um, I don't have. I've not told you this, but um, even um back in the Carlingford days, because you know we were all gym bros and mm. just nod. Um, I actually saw you go through a lot of that pain. Did you? It's fucking hard to watch, bro. Damn. Because you were fucking heartbroken. I if I. One of my problems in business is How I have old two, was I around there? Like 27, 26? 24, 25? 25, yeah. Yeah, it would have been 2012. 25, yeah. Yep. So you saw. You could tell I was an outer shell of myself. Huh? You Bro, could see it, huh? My, I think everyone could see it and, and it scared nah. a lot of people well, off. The thing is- And a lot like, of people didn't know how to like handle me or how nah. to like approach me or talk nah, to nah, me. No, 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 no. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. So That's what I take from it anyway. Nah, nah, nah. You, you, you weren't anything- You saw a broken man, huh? Well, I'll tell you. So my problem in in business and life because of the ADHD is empathy. I have too much empathy, and when mm. you've got hyper empathy, you can pick up on emotion I really feel well. You, bro, I'm the yeah. same. I'm very empathetic. It's my it's my people, it's yeah. my Achilles heel because sometimes yeah. I want to help someone that shouldn't be helped, and oh, sometimes yeah, I, I want to. Yeah. yeah. So it it fucks me, but I've got it under control. But I remember back then. Give it to the right people. Correct, correct. But I, I, I lost someone close back then, so I was grieving as well. And I, I and I used Jim to get me out of that dark place. Who'd you lose? Uh, one of our, one of my really close friends died of cancer. Damn. Yeah. And so I've heard you talk about what it's like to be in the room. It's fucking horrible, bro. It's mm. the most horrible fucking thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And I was living around the corner from you at that time on Midson Road in Epping. Oh shit, that's yeah. so close. Yeah, and I, I would, know where Midson Road is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I would fucking like, I'd be crying all the time, and I'd be fucking, I'd be so, I, I was just a mess of a human. And I, but I would go in there, and I would train, and I would train, and I'd start to feel better. And it was literally the same year. I believe it was the same year that your that your brother passed. Two thousand eleven. Yeah, it was yeah. two thousand eleven. Correct. Mm. And I remember I would go in there. That was my therapy mm. and i remember man i saw you in there one time and you were fucking pushing a set and your face like you're so upset and you were like torn between like getting out that rep and like just letting the tears come out mm -hmm. and it was just fucking like it was hard man it was hard to see like you know a fellow a fellow brother and a, and a man who's going through the same grief that i was going through but you were in there and you were pushing it and you were pushing it like you didn't isolate like you still took yourself in there and you, would, I remember, it I remember tough. seeing the pain, bro. It, it, was, and it was tough. It, I, it, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. <sighs> Back then, like, and I was young, so I should have been stronger then. Back then, the weights felt heavier, the mm. workouts felt harder. Yeah, uh, the reps felt slower and more painful. Um, the process of training and getting myself to the gym was harder, but I still kept pushing and persevering through to do it because, I because I enjoyed it and. I guess over the years, as, need I, it, as I healed from the trauma, yeah. the weights became lighter again. Oh, the nice. sessions became fun. Um, gym became more enjoyable. The reps became quicker and more easier and everything became more 
fun and easier and less hard and now I'm lifting stronger at 37 I'm stronger than I was at 25 I'm faster than I was at 25 I'm I'm, I enjoy training much more at a higher level than I did back then so this got you through from darkness let me tell you bro like yeah that's why I always stress gym for the importance of mental health especially in men like I I keep advocating how important it is to keep a strong mind because a strong mind is a strong strong body you know Mm. strong Mm. body strong mind rather so I keep advocating that for young men because I know what it did for my life because I'm so happy and grateful that I was able to push myself like in the gym and just get it done then and even though like I was battling like from like depression and 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 doing like something that I actually genuinely enjoyed that I couldn't so much do anymore because of all the memories Hmm. and of all the pain that it inflicted thinking of the life that I lived before all the shit happened I still got it done because I know that it would help me in the end and Lo and behold, here I am now. Like every time I train, I train with a smile on my face and passion, and it's like a more different kind of energy now. Yeah, it's like it's like a feeling of just empowerment. Like fuck you, fucking depression. I fucking conquered you, bro. It's you know, like- it feels so mad now, and like people can see it. People can see like a changed man. Like they can see it in my fucking eyes. You know, it's almost like um, you know, we talked before about like dragging yourself through shit you don't want to do in business to grow. Yeah, do you feel like you almost had to just fucking drag yourself into the gym and through that pain to grow out of it? Yeah, I mean, I didn't feel like I had to do it. It didn't feel like a chore or an obligation. It was just something that I enjoyed doing, training in gyms. So no matter what was going on in my life, I just pushed myself to always do it. And that's not just through pain and trauma. That's even when I'm sick or when even through injuries, I've had injuries and I still go train. Yeah, I was just always so crazy and adamant and obsessed about the gym that I would not let anything stop me from training. I remember even fucking... Even um when I lost him, like I think the next day I was training. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. The next probably the next was, day I was like was, screaming, maybe and crying, that, and lifting reps. Maybe at the same that's time. the day that I saw you. Yeah, probably because I would have been like crying and screaming. Well, because bro, I I like like I didn't. Probably know. was the day that you saw. That's me, yeah. probably when I saw you. How yeah. else could I have known that? Because that's I couldn't. That only made... happened the week after, and then after that I was kind of like getting back into. Well, this isn't knowledge training. that's out there. No, this it's not. Yeah, oh, there's yeah. no you way you would have seen me at the gym because I I couldn't fucking make this up. No, 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 I can't Wikipedia this shit. I distinctly remember like screaming and crying. I was there the bro just wiping the tears off my bro, face bro you know like, I had to fucking leave I the remember. gym it made me upset yeah because I, I was grieving my fucking friend that died from cancer and I had to go home and I was fucking horrible bro yeah. that whole year was like a year of just dark it was a shit fucking year it was horrible <laughs> it was really bad I'm glad I can laugh about it now. yeah it, but, it, but yeah um, me too yeah, and do you know what's funny I used to go to a grave a lot and I would grieve and grieve and grieve and then one day I went there and I'm like listen I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this grief into grind now and I'm gonna come less frequently because I'm never gonna forget that memory yeah same but I, I gotta stopped, grind I stopped going now I'd go maybe once a year if that but the thing is bro I think everything you do in your daily life is is honoring that memory and I exactly. think it's and better to honor the memory with your actions than to go and pop in I think so too I just think that yeah mentally as more. well it's better for your headspace I think 100% bro yeah. and I think um yeah, it's uh, what you're doing with your life. That what you do every day, in my opinion, that is what um, honors the legacy. I think so too. I think so. I, I think yeah, it came to a natural progression of just uh, uh, doing shit for myself and not feeling sorry for no, my situation. You, just like all right, fuck, this has happened. It's time to move on with life. Bro, you seem you seem good. Pushing forward. Yeah. You seem really good, man. Yeah, I'm in a good place. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice. It's a nice place to be. Let me tell you, it's a really man. nice place to be. I that's found beautiful. I found my purpose, dude. Well, that's what we're um, going to talk about now. Yeah, I, want, I, want, purpose. I want to talk about this Thank bodybuilding comp. <laughs> I did it. Oh. Well, hang on. You've almost done it because almost. we're about to go to the bodybuilding comp. I've like half done it. I'm like, yeah. don't you have pronouns, you know? Uh, no, you, uh, you, you told me yesterday for the first time. Mm. But what's but, okay, let's start fresh. Let's talk, talk to me. Yeah, I want to talk about the you future. You're going to let me talk though. Yeah, yeah, I will. Because I could talk all day about this. <laughs> go on. You want, you're saying like take the muzzle off? <laughs> 
Maybe. Maybe I'll duct tape you. Go on. Chest bra unchained. Go on. Um, you don't talk to me about the bodybuilding comp. Tell me everything. Where um, are you at? What do you one? want to know? So how long until it starts? Eight weeks? Okay. So I'm, I think, nine weeks away today from my pro debut uh, in Las Vegas, and this will be for my world title shot. So I won my pro card last year with the WBFF in April last year. Congrats. Thank you. And now I'm just taking it a step further and competing with the best of the best in the world to beat everyone and become the best in the world. And I, I genuinely think I, I will win. And I'll beat everyone that comes my way. How are you feeling? Pretty excited. Yeah? Hungry. Good. Ready. Ready for destiny. How's the um, the prep been going into it? Uh, the prep has been very tough. It hasn't been easy. Um Mentally, it's been extremely stressful. I've had to completely alienate myself from uh, everyone, even even business partners, uh, and they've kind of just let me to be in my own thoughts and my own space. Um, you know, it's, even financially, it's very tough. I'm spending a lot of money investing in myself, uh, physical thera- therapy, physiotherapy. Like I've got a torn shoulder and hamstring and I'm still prepping for a world yeah. pro debut. I'm not letting anything stop me, man. So I'm just like literally doing the work that I need to do, staying focused, staying grounded, um, meditating heaps, waking up in the morning, cold showers, running, just everything I can. I'm like, dude, I even stopped jacking off. Are you serious? I even stopped jacking you off. You lied to me. I thought we both jacked off before we came. No, no, no. <laughs> Today is the last day. And okay. when I'm eight weeks out, I don't jack off. How anymore. does that work? So the the point of it is at eight weeks, not even eight weeks. You don't have to do it eight weeks. I'm just a bit crazy. But every time before a competition, I like to take six to eight weeks before competing. Uh, just no FAP, I call it, you know? So just Yeah? Like, yeah. What so, does it do for you? It just builds the test in your body and you're just more aggressive in the gym. So you just train harder. You push harder. Legit. Uh, you're more focused. This works? It's like you're just an angry, horny man. <laughs> so you're just fucking like, yeah. And like, <laughs> Is that how it works? It, it literally works like that. So <laughs> I, I, I literally... um. Yeah, I literally put that halt on me. Uh, like, I think, I think. Hold on, let me tell you the date. Yeah, how long? Second of June, August. June, July. Yeah, my comp is August 9th, and it's June 9th. Yeah. So today was my last uh, fap. Yeah. Yeah, I jacked off uh, right before I came here. That's you actually my, did as well. That's my last time. Yeah, no, I wasn't kidding. So that's my last time, and now for two months, two months until the comp. Yeah. I have to just yeah. Nothing. So um, do you it just to- makes me just yeah more aggressive in the gym, and like like I said, I do that for every comp. Do you have to calibrate to these injuries, like change your routine around and stuff? I, I had yeah. yeah. Um, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I had to change a few things. So um, aside from like the physiotherapy that I do weekly on my shoulder, the exercises that I do, how bad is rotational it? Rotational exercise. It was a grade one tear. Yeah, and I got it through just being drunk and stupid, like four months ago, just wrestling with a friend. I've done that. I broke my wrists. Yeah, same time. Just stupid shit, really. Um, but. It's kind of like also a blessing in disguise because it's made me slow down my training and be more focused on performing perfect reps, perfect execution of reps, which gives me uh, like, you know, a better contraction of the muscle and mind-to-muscle connection. And it's more essentially, um, excuse me, training like a bodybuilder and removing emotion from training because a lot of the time I train very emotionally. Right. So I'll be swinging and like just really like going aggressive and sometimes- no one taught me that. I just always trained with emotion. But no, but who taught you the? Co- Sorry, let me re- recalibrate that question. Sure. How did you come across the concept of removing emotion from the exercises? Well, the injuries, because right. the injuries have limited me. I can't be swinging my arms. I can't be swinging my legs because that's that's how I injured, tore my hamstring from yeah, swinging yeah. weights, yeah. like with using momentum, and you know from swinging like my shoulders. So like now when I train shoulders, for example, I have to go slow. 
feel the rep, control the rep, squeeze down. Whereas before I'd be like just repping out. That's where you, so yeah. I can't really train like that now because quick pivot mo- movements can, can tear it again. So it's kind of made me more deliberate in mm. my processes and doing my reps and doing my workout, which has given me like a different stimuli to my muscles, just have helped me to grow even more. So you've kind of been forced into like a new style. Training style, yes, correct. And you think this one's better? Much better. And you would do it even I'm, if you're not injured? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah? I would, yeah. So it's taught me. I've got That's no okay. choice yeah. but to stop, um, you know, lifting heavy and adding momentum to my exercises. I have to be more, yeah, deliberate. Like, there's no choice about it. Otherwise, I feel pain. Right. So, you know, like if I just swing into it without warming the shoulder, I feel pain. But if I'm like, if I grab the weight and I work through the weight, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, just I do. Work I know through, exactly. Work through, just feel it. All right, there's a pinch there, but just work through it. Hold, squeeze down. You do that for like 10 reps on like a side lateral raise. Of a, like a moderate weight, with yeah. pause in like good good form and like controlling the weight. Yeah, it's really important to control the weight. You feel the difference and you feel the muscle, the actual muscle that you're trying to train. Like say like the side lateral head, like just actually getting blasted. Yeah, and you're pumping blood in, and you're like fuck. I'm actually bodybuilding. Are you? Are you finding you like you're liking what you see in terms of the um, you know, like the um, the the results in each section that you're training for example like are you seeing like you're you know are you more sliced are you seeing like better better um build in your shoulders like when you isolate those muscles do the results reflect what you're feeling i mean you tell me what do you reckon no i mean this is this is probably the biggest i've seen you for sure like if that's what you're going for definitely yeah, yeah. this yeah. is the biggest and the leanest i've been at 37 <laughs> is it really age. yeah yeah so i'm like 88 kilos now like eight percent body fat yeah so, yeah and i ended my bulk at 98 kilos and i was only like maybe 13 14 body fat so this is the biggest leanest and strongest i've been <laughs> even through in a torn hamstring and a torn shoulder and so, it's just due to mindset and it's due to just like implementing proper practices of training and just yeah. you know encompassing my mindset um more in a in a in a in a in a gun of like, how can i put it just encompassing my mind to just be focused on training efficiently rather than vigorously which can obviously injure yourself so yeah it's uh kind of humbled me in my training a bit what um how's the uh supplements and diets routine at the moment um it's pretty vigorous i'm not gonna lie it's uh the diet's very restrictive i'm on i think about 2600 calories right now so it's pretty fucking low I'm gonna yeah have, have another prime help yourself <laughs> so i'm really hungry man um and um in terms of the supplements yeah just using the you know the Basic testosterone, yeah. Uh, trend, yeah. Um, what else am I using? Boldenone. Can I can I like ask that. on the trend? How do you find? Because this is of all the PEDs, like that's the one people are most fascinated I with. It. I hate trend. Yeah, but are you running a very small dose? Small, very yeah, small yeah. dose. Yeah, like daily? 0.5 every other day, only 175 mg a week. Small dose. How many days a week would you be dosing? It doesn't matter how many days days a week. It right. more matters on the dosage. Right, right, right. You feel me? Yeah. So I could be doing it every day, but if I'm doing 0.2 a day, that's going to give me a low dosage um, milligrams total for the week. So okay. it's not the frequency; it's more the um, more the milligrams you're doing in the volume. What's so I'm he- only doing 175 milligrams. So for anyone that knows anything about uh, competitive bodybuilding or using um, performance enhancing drugs and things like that, they would know that that's a super low dose. How? What do you hate about it? Um. Side. The nightmares, you get nightmares on it, sweats. Um, it's just a really toxic uh, PED. 
it's not like a healthy one you right. know what i mean so, so it's it, only not, like pre-comp sort of thing pre-comp yeah mm. eight weeks out is when you start using it normally so it's yep. not something that i would like advocate to anyone to use so you don't do competitive it bodybuilding competing yeah, that's the only time yeah. do, do, you, do you know other people that can take it like more often are there people that take it all the time i do and i tell them like people that i know at the gym and stuff and i always tell them the same thing you're an idiot yeah because <laughs> it like, hates actual, bad long-term slides you reckon of course yeah yeah it's the worst right and i tell people they're idiots i'm like jump off that shit but having said that apparently the results are pretty good yeah, the results are good, but you can yeah. also get good results eating well and training hard. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you're gonna go down that route, just do test, do TRT, do basic low dose test. Yeah, you right. You know what I mean? And just just train harder. So your train views smarter and eat more food, get more yeah. rest. Yeah, do the stuff that actually makes you grow muscles. It's not the drugs. People, yeah, people these days, the young kids are so focused on the drugs and the shortcuts. Yeah. But you know where the true like fucking muscle gets built? Hard work. Yeah, I know it sounds cliche. Hard work. <laughs> Training hard, consistency, time. People yeah. want it now. Dude, you're 22. How big do you expect to be at 22? Bro, have you, you seen know, the- Time, um, consistency, hard you, work, sleep. Have you seen the trend twins on TikTok? I've heard of them, but I don't really follow their shit. Bro, like, I'm not trying to- I, I'll never yeah, say anything negative about anyone. About them, no. Nah, but, I, but just from what I've seen, mm. like, they're pretty young. Yeah. And these kids are blasting, like, oh, trend. Like, you can see, like- that's just something that every 22 year old kid did you know i mean like, oh, I, I, like did you blast I, back in the yeah, day yeah i did yeah I did trend for like two years straight dead set yeah and what, it was the worst like, thing i could have done wait um like every week um almost jabbing it every second day for two years straight really so i understand where the uh, obsession comes with these like see this is this is good information because people want to know this tell them it's fucking stupid right so if you could you're not going to make more gains if anything it's like a law of diminishing gains you actually make less gains because you're frying your receptors and 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 trend fries your receptors that much because it's such a potent anabolic right that you're making it hard for yourself to grow like yeah you're going to get shredded but after about eight weeks it kind of stops like taking effect so you're going to diminish and then it just increases in, in, so increases your cortisol and it fries your receptors so it's hard to even make gains once you jump off it really so it's kind of fucking pointless it's it's a really shitty fucking compound that's almost how other people describe like drug addiction when you do too much and it doesn't have the same effect yeah, yeah. Well, that's another reason i stopped doing drugs so i'm like oh it's not enjoyable anymore <laughs> i'm like unless you start sniffing bricks <laughs> i'm like it doesn't feel like what it used to feel like like this shit used to be fun well i'm like why isn't this fun anymore this is fucking kind of lame right so you see this particular compound trend as a like necessity of the game that you're in for the comp. absolutely right 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 right. absolutely at the elite level for sure um and um no ifs or buts about it in terms of like the the diet you're doing your own meal prep or how's that uh, no i have a coach um chris thomas is my coach shout out to shout alpha out ethos uh he's looking <laughs> after name. my contest prep code um contest prep diet um and we check in weekly and he checks obviously uh, my progress with photos and we catch up on a skype call he keeps me in line with like how i'm feeling like you know emotionally and stuff like that so he's, he's like a really good older brother figure to me he's like in his 50s and awesome he's gone through his own journey as a competitive bodybuilder when he's younger and now he's a coach so very lucky to have him in my corner and yeah he helped me to win my pro card last year got me in the most insane condition i was the leanest yeah. guy leanest guy on stage and won the pro card because of that so now we're going to do the same again. I'm going to win the world title. I'll be the leanest guy in the world stage. That's hectic, bro. Mm. You know what I love? Sick. Do you know what I like about what you just said? When? Because I always tell people like in business, they're like, oh, it'll be good if this works. Oh, like, I know it's going to happen. But I say to- Yeah, it Even if it's not this year, it'll be next year. See? It's not next year, it'll be the after. But, but imagine if you make walk- Make no doubt about it. Imagine you walk around saying, oh, if it's I get it. It's fucking happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to eat this energy in a fucking bro. bowl, bro. Yeah. I know. So, um, so it's in August? Uh, August 9th. August 9th. And yeah. um, you've sussed out your competition? 
Uh, yeah, I've seen the competition. <laughs> he says with a smirk. Yeah. <laughs> you feeling good? Uh, I don't see anyone that can beat me, man. And yeah, uh, yeah. let me say, man, ain't nobody got my aura. Ain't nobody got my stage presence. Nobody knows how to pose like me and move like me. And let's be honest, and most people know this, whether they like to admit it or not, but when I bring the shreds, there is nobody that outshreds me, especially in the upper body. I am so fucking diced. <laughs> That I look like a human anatomy chart. No one is fucking touching my aesthetics in terms of shredding. Uh-huh. And if I bring the fucking heat and I follow the game plan, I'm winning this thing. So, yeah, I've seen the competition and <laughs> peanuts. Let's fucking play. Well done, bro. That's nice. What about, um? I mean, this is this is a difficult journey physically, emotionally, um, socially. Like, you know, you've had to sacrifice a lot for it. What, um, have you got anything, like, you're going to have to celebrate a little bit. After you take away the win, I mean, surely. of course, yeah. Um, Were you thinking a bit of KFC or? Oh man, <laughs> I've, got list, I've got a list. Of, have you I've really? Got a list of, I'm going way more extravagant. How big's the list? Tell me. Tell it's, me. It's pretty have. massive. Yeah, it's it's huge. Are you going to do like you know outdo the rock? Um, crispy cream. All I know is I'm going to eat till I'm sick, dude. Oh, but I feel like a dickhead even talking about all this food to you. It's okay. I'm still about <laughs> eight weeks out, so. You you would yeah. feel like a dickhead if I was like four weeks out, but I'm still at the level where I'm kind of satiated with my diet. I'm not too hungry for long yeah. periods of time. You know, it's, it's still okay. Right, so it's manageable. It's still manageable. For the next, I'd say, two, three weeks, it's manageable, and then it's going to get super, super painful yep. real quick, real soon. Um, And you got three boys going over with you? Um, Yeah, I've got a few boys coming over with yeah. me and meeting me there too. Okay. And coming from inner states around America to all, obviously watch my show as well. Your so. coach going to? Uh, no, my coach isn't going. He, okay. But he'll be foreseeing everything I do from obviously from uh, Australia where he is. But um, yeah, I'll uh, I've got all the right people around me to ensure that I do what I need to do and yeah. I pull away the win. Bro, that's what, that's what I say, man. You got to be the architect of that group. That group's your foundation. That's the base of your house. You oh know? yeah. If you got yeah. a strong base, you got a strong house. Uh, and without the base, like shit just crumbles, dude. So hundred percent. You, you need well it. Done. You need you need it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you need it. What um like. I mean, do you think you're going to have a bit more kind of free time to focus on your other stuff after this? Well, that's the plan. Um, Because you've got heaps of other stuff that you're doing. I've got lots of shit that I've just put on the sidelines. What are you looking forward to? Um, Honestly, the most thing I'm looking forward to is, well, on a business standpoint. Yeah, man. Just stuff that you want to do that this is, because this is your life right now, yeah? Traveling. Yeah. I look forward to traveling. I'm looking looking forward to uh, getting back to my friends and family and relationships because they've all had a halt and just getting back to like you know um, being social and present with people. Yeah. Uh, and just looking forward to putting more energy into my online ventures and businesses. Yeah, yeah. Because right now it's like kind of like a 30-40% effort on my end. Yeah. But my 30-40% effort would be someone's 90 because yeah, 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 I'm yeah. a perfectionist. So, oh, bro. I feel you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's at the level where I just, um, yeah, I just can't wait to get back to my normal routine of life. I can't even put out a product. Like if I don't love the product, I can't put it out. Is it just me as getting cold in you? Yes, bro. Welcome back. Yes, round two. Dang, Shaversian. Oh Thank my you for God, coming you on the did podcast. It, you, did it, you said it right. Oh. You actually said it perfectly. How am I going to fuck it up, man? Come you said on. it better than I say. Man. So, um, so where did we leave off? We oh, no. left. Uh, oh, we no, had no, to wait. do an outfit change because it was fucking cold. I got a beanie on now and just, I put some pants on. Just a couple of boys getting changed in the yes, bathroom sir. together. Yes, sir. So listen, we got questions. All right. Can I hit you with some Q and A? Yes, let's do it. Chop it up. Yep. All right, let's do it. Some of them are pretty weird, bro. All right, keep them coming. All right, here's the first one. Sure. This one is from Jason from Hornsby. How big is your dick and would you show it? No, I'm joking. I made that one It's up. pretty massive. <laughs> Everyone wants to know how big my dick is. And for the record, it's fucking huge. My dick is like my but ego. I must say, I must say <laughs> yeah. like, 
I'm definitely a grower, not a show Okay, cool. Jace, did you hear that? If you must know. Shout out, Jason. You're going to have to ask another question. Now, we got a good few. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple here that we've touched on. Okay, the this is something I was going to ask you about as well. Um, when you were on uh, on stage with Flume, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> um, yeah, so he basically um, posted on his Instagram story yeah. uh, looking for a greek adonis type of figure who is chiseled and muscular and knows, and knows yeah literally yeah. on his story and knows how to dance and muzz yeah. for my upcoming video and everyone dm'd him chest bar chest bar chest bar chest really bar, chest, everyone is that and is that actually real that's literally what happened I you just taken people, a no, no i swear and then everyone uh dm'd me they're like we put your name down for this and then flume dm'd me he's like hey bro how would you like to do this and i was like let's do it yeah so we met up, um, got to know each other, and then we did the music video shooting stars. Um, and then he had me muzzing in the back, and it went fucking viral. The the track was like in the top thirty out of a hundred uh, Triple J tracks uh, for two thousand twenty two. But was it a music video as well? It was a mu- it was a music video to start off with, right. and because the music video was so successful, right? He then called me up, and he's like, "Hey, man." I've got my concert in Sydney. How would you like to like jump on stage and do the same thing as you did in the video clip? Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I'm like, that's pretty intense. I'm like, all right, bro, whatever, let's fucking do it. Don't know how so, that'd be a difficult one. <laughs> um, I was, look, listen, I was pretty nervous and stuff. I'm not going to lie. But uh, in the end, I just kind of like decided like, all right, cool. Like, obviously, I've got a talent for like dancing and fucking wooing the crowd. So let's just like <laughs> use that to my advantage. Yeah. Got up there and I'm just fucking, you know, ripped my shirt off. The crowd started screaming, you know, I could have gone fucking pear shaped. It, yeah. it could have booed me or laughed, but it was just like all positive. And then I was like, that's Fuck good, yeah. bro. And then I just started muzzing and just went off, bro. It, went, it was good energy. Felt he good. asked me to keep doing a few more shows after that, but I was like yeah. busy with like my own endeavors. I had to say no to him. <laughs> yeah. I had to say I mean, no to him like you, four times. You can't really he hit me up <laughs> recently. He's like, dude, can you come to um, Splendor at the Grass? And yeah. And Muzz on stage again. I'm like, dude, like, and this is in June. This is like in two weeks. I'm like, dude, I'm 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 out of here to go to Vegas in like two weeks. Yeah. And he's like, fuck. I'm like, otherwise I would have done it, bro. So yeah, it, was, it was a hit. Everyone loved it. You they can't want to be side piece. No, and and that and that too. I'm like, dude, I love you, bro. But yeah. I got my own shit to do, bro. What um we a bit okay. Good question. Go on. Is it which one is more daunting, jumping on stage or jumping on stage to compete? I mean. They're both the same if you think about it. I'm jumping on stage, it, but one's more your in front of people. One's more your like domain, you know. One's more like jumping on stage with Flume was way more daunting. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. <laughs> Whereas jumping on stage in my underwear is more fun and easy for me, isn't that weird? But I mean, I was still kind of in my underwear. Like, yeah, think yeah. about it. I was like just in a sh- short shorts, and I ripped my shirt off. So. Whose idea was the shirt off? Yours or his? No, that was Flume's. All oh, right. He's like, maybe you can go up there and rip the shirt off, and then do your muzzing. I'm like. That's not a bad idea. Bro, can I ask, who invented the muzz? Um, that's a good question, bro. It came from Melbourne, like back from Chase's um, uh, Viper days back in Melbourne. It was called the Muzzer Dance. Um, it was way before our time. Was it? And we just basically, uh, you know, took that dance, brought it to Sydney, and then popularized it. Bro, who, we didn't invent the dance, no. Who is Slendy? Do you know Slendy? Slendy Media. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, Have I've you seen, seen his, his muzzing? Yeah, I've seen his muzzing. Bro, yeah. he's carrying the torch like... like 
I mean, I don't really follow him too much, but um, yeah, he really loves like the muzzing and the raving and all that. Like, yeah. Oh, bless his little heart. It's cute. Yeah, I say it's cute. <laughs> he it's real cute. But he's um, carried the torch for such a long time. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Yeah, yeah. Bro, he'll be in the retirement home, like muzzing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like some people really like are about that life. Yeah, yeah. Like that's I said, what I was going to say. More, more power to them, bro. If that's what brings them happiness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they like spreading that happiness to others, and yeah. it is what it is, bro. But, um, that's all I can say. <laughs> no, that's well said. Well said. I feel you. I'm picking up on the vibes. You know. All right, cool. So we had the flume question. Um, oh yeah, this is a good one that we kind of um, that we spoke about the restrictions of um, bodybuilding on family life and friendships because that is obviously, you know, it, like you you kind of in your own world. Like, how does that? Maybe even with your your direct family and your close friends because they're the people that matter, right? Yeah. Um. So good question. Um. And hear me out. So. Uh, I've put a halt on obviously like even seeing my parents. So I don't really haven't seen my parents in like almost like six, seven weeks. And that's a long time for me because I always see them weekly because one, I can't really eat anything outside of my diet. So it's very restrictive. And two, I kind of got to stay focused and unemotional. So I've also detached myself from uh, friends, any love interests I may or may not have. Um, and a few other people that are close in my life that mean a lot to me, just for the mere sake of staying focused on the task and, and being ferocious and being tenacious and completing the job and, and, and winning and doing what I've got to do. And I can't do that if I'm giving myself emotionally to people around me that I love and care about. So I've had to become a little bit cold and a little bit calculated in doing what I have to do. And that's what it takes to become a champion, I guess. It's the same in business, bro. I yeah. have to do that. It's yeah, hard. It's it, hard. it is the same in business, yeah. It's hard. It's, it's lonely. Really hard. That's why people yeah. say it's lonely. It's lonely, yeah. but yeah, that, but that's a very good answer. I, yeah. I can't even add to that, to be honest. That was like perfect. Yeah. Um, I Actually, you know what I do? I'm not going to add to it. I'm going to ask to expand on it a little bit like do you think that that like forced isolation and detachment is just the price of the vision it's the price you pay yeah it's the sacrifice you have to make you can't have your cake and eat it too yeah you know what I mean you can't like I can't expect to have a a massive social life love life be close with the family and friends and maintain relationships and hanging out with people and, and, and checking in on everyone and trying to compete for a fucking bodybuilding show and the biggest one show of all like a world title with the best of the best in the world like it's not mm. just a, it's not just any show you know yeah I feel you. shit's gonna be on fucking pay-per-view buddy. yeah yeah is it really bro yeah, is it send you the link it's yeah please bro. Yeah. you can shout me on pay-per-view this shit we got on legend legend on pay-per-view so like yeah man it's um it's a sacrifice you have to make to be the best yeah and the ones that don't make the sacrifices aren't the best they they're the ones who fucking come fifth sixth seventh and don't place at all so you want to be the best yeah you have to be fucking ferocious dude couldn't agree more i think also the good like the like you got to remember those people are still going to be there because they love you you know of so course you're not yeah, like they're not, they're not going them away yeah. i basically told yeah. them i'll see you guys in four months time yeah yeah and if i'm weird up until then excuse my excuse me like yeah. how i am like just don't worry about me like so they, i just keep myself away from everyone it's probably the best thing i could do your parents always been supportive of the crew um my dad yeah 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 um, Mom so has no idea. She probably doesn't even know I'm doing the Oh, podcast. really? <laughs> she doesn't watch my videos, Instagram. No, she kind of just like- Yeah? Yeah. It's kind of nice though, in a way. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of normality in an insane world of like, you yeah. know, fuckery. Whereas my dad's like, he won't say it, but I know he's Myron and he's a bit of a fan. Well, well, you guys are kind of in business now. Doesn't he work with you? He works for me. Yeah, I was going to, I tried to say with to yeah, let yeah. you take the floor, but yeah. Yeah, he packs my clothing orders. That's and good, bro. Everything out. Yeah, it's, That's it's really so nice. Good. Yeah, so- it's good to give the old man that uh, role as he's um, retired from his old job. That's the, um, yeah, that's one of the perks of the life. Yeah, yeah. that's one of the biggest perks, I'd say. I feel um, you, bro. Being able to help my family. Um, 
oh, some people want to know. Next question. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. People want to know about the the alter ego. <laughs> Chaspra versus Zayd. Oh, who gets to see which character I had? Actually, no. Let me see what the question is. Are they the same? Why did you create Chaspra? I know the story of how the name came, which was funny on the forums. So yeah, t- talk to me about the difference between the two and how did how did how the fuck did Chaspra get born? Okay, <laughs> so basically, um, I created, in my eyes, anyways, the alter ego Chaspra to kind of like protect me from. Um, pain and hurt and trauma it's a character i created to kind of like step outside of um being said segevich and being this powerful stoic i don't give a fuck kind of guy alpha fucking dude that just wants to do what he does and be muscular and jacked and fucking get female attention and respect from dudes i created this character to essentially protect myself from hurt and pain and trauma and i created that character for that reason but over the years, as I grew up a little bit and matured, I realized that I wasn't being true to my genuine self and that I'm more happy being Sade Segevich. The same token Your Instagram that, name's Sade as well, right? Yeah. So the yeah. same token how The Rock is really Dwayne Johnson, but the whole world remembers Dwayne Johnson as The Rock. I, I kind of want the world and, and, and people to remember me as Sade Segevich over Chess Brian. I've just spent more time showing people that, who I truly am, what I'm all about and who I am outside of the persona and alter ego because it's just that. It's like it's like an alter ego I created for social media, like a kind of like an actor per se, if you, mm. if you will. Um, and I knew it would help to empower and push young men, you know? And who but would- stepping outside of that, I feel like Sade Segevich is a bigger sick cunt. So well, it's mean- kind of like who I'm trying to be more towards being more my genuine self. I love that, bro. That's a beautiful answer. Yeah. Well done. It's uh, it's almost like you need a bit of both though, right? Yeah. You yeah. So not everyone gets um, Sade Segevich. Not everyone's that privileged to get him. Like most people just get the version of Chess, bro. I'm like, sup, sup, sick cunt. What's up, bro? You mind? Like, you know, they'll just get like a, like a very one-dimensional version of me. And that's all for the one-dimensional fake soulless people out there. They'll get that version of me. So LA, LA gets Chess, bro? I was just about to say, yeah, yeah. Half the people I fuck with in LA get chess, yeah, bro, bro. They good. don't get saved. Don't give them saved. They don't deserve saved. Don't even send saved over there. No, when you book, it, Sydney, when you book your ticket, book, book it under chess, bro. I think I already did, my friend. <laughs> Could you imagine? First name chess, last name bro. <laughs> Could you imagine immigration be like, okay, so who the fuck is chess, bro? I'm like, Google me, bitch. You'll find out right away. <laughs> That's hectic, bro. Good answer. Yes. Um, Two different characters, but same same guy. I like that. You need a bit of both, I think. Yeah. And it's good that you choose who you give which one to. And I think it's also good that the you kind of, I've noticed that you're building your brand around Sade, really. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I want more people to like, more, most people know me as Chess Brother. They don't know me by my actual fucking name. <laughs> well, can I? Can so I, I'm, I'm doing a very, like I'm working very hard to change that. Can I ask something though? Because it's almost like the next chapter of your life that you're in now, mm. like that's really where it's at for your brand because it's like that's that's the apparel that's that's the face of the businesses that's the person that gives the advice that's that's really like the the future is that fair to say i mean yeah i feel like the future is say together yeah definitely yeah. i feel like the future is um, me as a personality moving forward um inspiring young men um empowering young men to chase their own dreams and, you know, to be true to themselves, to be hardworking, uh, to be stoic, to be brave, um, and just to be, be a real man and be a masculine man in a in a ever pussy-ass fucking world where everything's turning PC and guys are becoming soft. Where do you, where do you see, um, like, even in your personal life and your business life where, like, you know, you might come across characters that kind of like blame other people for their problems, that don't have accountability, that don't want to work hard. Do you come across people like that? 
Yeah, and, and they're normally the losers of society, man. The ones that can't accept responsibility. The ones that can't accept when they're wrong. Um, That's a big one. You know, it's, it's good to admit your faults and admit when you're wrong. Every time I'm wrong, I'm always quick to apologize to the other party and say mm. I'm sorry and, and be genuinely regretful and, and, you know, just own up my mistakes as a man. I feel it's important as a man to own up to your mistakes and to take accountability as a man because if you don't, then you're not going to improve and you're not going to self-improve. And for me, I always, as you know, I always preach self-improvement and becoming a better person. And you're not going to become a better person if you're just like, you know, just def deflecting everything away and not taking accountability because for nobody's sure. perfect. Yeah. We all make mistakes. But the second you learn that, you know, you're acting up or making a mistake and you acknowledge that, and then that turns into a place of uh, opportunity of growth. Yeah. And then you can become a better person and then learn from that and then not make those same mistakes. Yeah. If you're running and evading everything and throwing everything onto everyone else, then you're always going to stay down here. You're never going to elevate to that next level. Have you, have you, yeah, that's a good point. Have you're never you, gonna, like, it's just not going to happen. Have you ever just had to kind of like take some people and just say like, I can't change this person. This is just who they are. Good question. Yeah, I'm happy you asked that. <laughs> there are a few lost causes in yeah. my life currently as well yeah. that I've like tried to take under my wing and just they just don't get it. And um, yeah, people like that, you just can't really do too much. The ones that are receptive to wanting to learn and change and listen to your ideas and it, it doesn't just go in one they're and out the other, then they're the ones who I give a lot of my time to. But there's certain people that I've encountered in my life currently and before that just were not receptive and not understanding and just kind of like a lost cause. Yeah. And with those people, you, you can't give too much of your energy because you're just going to exhaust yourself. I was going to say- so Being a broken record, you yeah. end up parenting them and telling have, them how to live their life. And then they get they resent you because they think you're a bad dude, but really all you're trying to do is help them. But Have you learned- They're like, going to learn that through their own pain and mistakes. 100%. Have you learned not to take it personally and just to like let it go? Uh, yeah, I don't take it personally now. I kind of detach from the situation emotionally yeah. and I will just give very bland answers to people asking me stupid shit over and over again. That's the same kind of questions like, bro, like, how do I get big and why not as big as you? And I've been on the stairs for five weeks, I'm still small. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh yeah, cool. You know, I talked to a, um, a CEO in business the other day. I won't get emotional topic. about it and I won't start fucking telling them what to do because well, I have once or twice and they don't listen or they just fucking, they just keep asking the same shit. Well, it, on this point, like at a CRM the other day is worth like a hundred and something million dollars. And he said, you get to a point where your words have such value that when you give them to people who don't deserve it, you're just giving away value. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. exactly how I feel. That's why you're on the podcast, feel, brother. Yeah, bro, that, <laughs> fuck. I, I felt that. Yeah. That's it, man. We only, I actually felt that. We talked our own kind around you, bro. And as you said that, it's fucking 333. Three, three. Fucking bang, what bro. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude, yeah. did you see that? Yeah. Dude, that's trippy, bro. No, that's life, man. That's life. Dude, that's trippy. But yes, yeah, yeah. I do feel like a lot of my knowledge now- It's value. If I do say so myself, <laughs> it's fucking value through life experience and obviously results that I've shown time and time and again yeah. in my ventures, in, in my competitive bodybuilding career, in my, in, in my online businesses that have been mm -hmm. all successful that I've launched. And I feel like if someone's not respecting my knowledge and my expertise- just in, don't give it to them. In my field, and I'm Fuck a them. fucking grandmaster in my fucking field, bro. Yeah, but don't give it away so, for free. Fuck it. I mean, yeah. give it to people I, who deserve I, I, it. It's not about being free or not. I give it to people who deserve, who deserve it. it. Correct. The people that don't listen. Correct. And it's out one ear out the other, and they take me for granted. Mm. Let me tell you, when I pull away, my head in, bro. When I, yeah, when I pull away and I stop yeah. giving them that advice and I just tell them what they want to hear, become a yes man. Okay, man, do you think I'll grow muscle? Do you think I'm jacking yeah. up? Like, yeah, yeah, bro, I do. I've had to do this in business as well. Yeah, yeah, you like, 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 awesome, man. I, I want to be, I want to make millions of dollars. Can I? I'm like, yeah, just do that. Just I'll do just, that. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. I just, sure. I agree with yeah. that. Just smile and become an NPC. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I just, start. and then they're they're more happy hearing that than hearing real talk. Than right. me telling them they're a little bitch. Than me telling them they need to man up, train harder, diet harder. They're not made for the bodybuilding lifestyle. They're a fucking loser. They need to get a job. 
job. Bro. They're not made to hear real things because people are fucking emotional. I'm bro. having an agreement orgasm under the table here. I just came a little bit as well. Yeah, just, try not to, <laughs> yeah. just try not to play footsies with me. But um, bro, that's, it's true. Yeah, that's it's stuff, true. Yeah, so I'm just I'm not attached to it. Before I'd get really worked up. Now I'm just saying, eh, not my problem. It's a good place to be out in life, though. Bro. Yeah. It really is. Um, yeah. That's a profound point, man, because um, I think when you're at that place, it's like- it's Time so is good. valuable, man. Yeah, and you don't you don't waste it to non-receptive um, people, bro. Yeah, non-deserving recipients. Yeah, and not everyone deserves it, and not everyone's capable of like being the next best thing, so- I've got a, I've got a good one for you. You don't want to give it to people that you know it's just not going to be for them. Okay, I've got a good one for you. So, yeah, people who don't deserve it, NPC, yep, do you, do you, yep, just say whatever you got to say. Um, so many NPCs. Oh, bro, everywhere. How does it feel, though, when you bestow the information to deserving oh my people God, and yes. you watch them evolve? Because, listen- It feels amazing. I'm sure- I've had a few people like that. I've had one kid recently, Jordan, Joey Chad, this young kid that like fucking looks up to me big time and like from meeting me, he was like so skinny, a bit shy, a bit nervous, wanting to do social media. And now he's like competing in IFBB, came like second, second in his show, growing his social media, more confident, just looks fucking awesome. He's fucking almost as big as me and he's only like 20 years old. Yeah. And it's just like, it brings a tear to my eye. I'm like, shit, man, this kid's fucking learning. But how good does I'm like, it- he's receptive and he's like going to be better than me. But how good does that make you feel? Fucking feels mad. Yeah, like, yeah. for that shit. That shit do, makes me happy. Do, do you find it's weird? Because I find a lot of people at this level like um uh, you get to a point where money's money like it is what it is but you like, this stuff that's what, what i was saying yeah. i want to go back to even like personal training yeah five to ten specialized clients a week because fuck the money bro yeah i, I want to like go back to like basic simple things that derive me pleasure and, and training clients was one of them so if yeah. i can do that on like a casual fun basis it's going to make me feel good because i like intrinsically within myself i have this quality where like i like to help people yeah it makes me feel good you can't just like take, take, take and not give back because there's no like sense of fulfillment and there's no sense of like, you know, that warm and fuzzy feeling of just feeling nice yeah. and shit. Yeah. Like you don't get that by just fucking making money and grinding. All yeah, that. You, get, you get that by like yeah. helping people. And yeah, when man. you can help someone and change their life, bro, not only does it make you feel good, you know that by God and by like karma and energies and shit like that, you know, it's all going to come back to you. What are some other instances where you've had a similar thing where you've imparted some of this and it's improved? Like, like Honestly, a young- man, there's been there's been so many like people on the on the journey. I, I can't even begin to sit here and tell you. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, but it's a good feeling. Hey, it's a great feeling. Yeah, it's probably the best feeling. It's probably the best part of my yeah, job. I didn't even know that, man. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah it's probably like, the best part of what I do. I kind of thought to myself like it's very common in business and um, mm. startups because you reach a level where it's like, you know, you've fucking done everything and had everything and seen everything and been everywhere, and that you want to like pass the knowledge on to like you know the new generation. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. If you have that ability to do so, why wouldn't you? It's part of the legacy, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah they say it's, it um, just feels mad. Say a man it feels dies. Right. You know? <laughs> say a man dies twice. Once when his heart stops, and once the last time his name's mentioned. You know? Have you heard Fuck. that one? I have. I have. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard that one in a while. Actually. Yeah. So it's like the more people you impart this to, mm. the 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 longer you're gonna like extend that legacy beyond you. Yeah. You I, exactly right. I want it to be way beyond me. Mm. I don't want it to. Be, I want it to be like a family, a brotherhood, a movement. Yeah, yeah. You know, not 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 just something that's formed from two brothers. It has to be so much bigger than that. And the only way I can do that is is to get a whole bunch of people on the program. You know. Yeah. That's get a whole sick, bunch bro. of people with the program. And what we said before the podcast, the archaeologist. It's very, it's, yeah. It's <laughs> very limited when it's just two people bro yeah but when it's like a family a movement well you've almost that's like, when magic happens you've almost come up with like a scalable way to have an impact on a lot of these younger people right 
What do you mean by that? Scalable in the sense that like you can only have a one-on-one conversation with one person at a time. But if you're creating content and apparel and supplements and like personal care products and things that can impact tens of thousands of people, it's a more scalable impact. Have you ever thought about that? No, no. I haven't thought about it like that actually. No, not at all. Um, yeah. But now that you mention it, I mean, I guess so. Well, even the P- the online PT stuff. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, the online coaching. Yeah. Like, are you, can you talk about, like, how many people you've had in that program? Has it been quite um, a lot? Or Yeah. I'm coaching uh, hundreds of clients at the moment. and um, had that online coaching for about seven, eight months. Yeah. So, it's relatively new and it's, uh, it's really good. It's a, it's a platform that I created with a bunch of developers that's really helping to change many people's lives. That would have been hard. <laughs> A year yeah. in the making, a year and a half. Is that how long it took? Yeah, it took a long time because the yeah. app itself and the platform to create was like 20G. Yeah. And then to get all the people behind that, the right people, nutritionists, this, that, and then oh, it's just, yeah, it's one big ass process. So um, just to give it a bit of a plug because it is, it is a cool product. So people come you, in and they yeah. get access to what? Um, so they get access to a personalized meal plan. Yeah. Um, a customized and personalized uh, workout program it changes every four weeks so they're not eating the same foods and they're not in the gym doing the same shit so it progressively overloads right. their program so every four weeks they can change their program or it's automatically changed for them and they get new foods new things and the platform itself lets uh the clients track their lifts so they can obviously if they got like chest day they'll see their first exercise and it'll be like a video of me right. demonstrating the chest exercise speaking about how to do it and then it'll give them like a time limit and then they'll log their lift they'll say okay i, I bench pressed 100 kilos for 10 reps and then they you click a timer and it says two minutes so you've got two minute rest until you've got to do your second set so they're accounted for every minute that they're in the gym and then they'll do their second set they'll log their lift and then the the lifts that they log are compared every week so they're logging their lifts every week for every body part yeah and then at the end of the month the platform would be like okay cool you have progressively overloaded here on back and oh, chest so it stores and all their data in everything app. really everything. and you can you can wrap it and chart everything, it. everything everything it's fucking mad how was that and difficult to build and then you log it on the back end because it, it like the data hard, parts of yeah, it, it yeah hard. and i was a part of the development process too that's hectic so it was like because i'm like i wanted it to be a specific certain type of way you know yeah yeah so yeah for anyone that's wanting to uh check that out that's yeah that's a good plug legacyphysiques.com um and i help people of all ages men women young old um you know, people with injuries, pregnant women, sports specific. I handle all sorts of clients and it's a really nice private space that I am very proud of and we have many people that I'm changing many people's You should lives, be, bro. Right? That's awesome. Yeah, Seriously, it's, it's like I know- yeah, um, I love it. <clears throat> like the tech part of it's very difficult, especially when you got to deal with developers all day. But and... once it's done, it's, um, it's yeah. just a matter of just providing that service to the clients and then it's like- it just grows and grows and gets bigger. Is it like a more, community on the back of it as oh, well? Yeah. They go yeah, in I've the got group a private Facebook yeah, yeah. group where like I post like memes and captions and photos. <laughs> checking in everyone, check, checking in on everyone, making sure they're all good. You know, like an online coach. Bro, that's He's always the- like watching over his clients, making sure they're doing the right thing. And sometimes it's just about being present there to give people that that extra push in the gym. Yeah. Like, okay, shit, we got chest bra watching over us, like guiding us. Like he's fucking posting all this shit on the page. I'm motivated to go train. It's yeah, like, yeah. Sometimes it's not even about the fucking program. It's about the community. It's about, it's about the community. It's about giving them that bit of you yeah. that they can fall back on and be um, inspired by, you know? So- Bro, that's cool. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> sounds good. It sounds like, uh, remember Fight Club? <laughs> It's like everyone's lining up to get in. It is an aesthetics club, bro. Yeah, I'm yeah. You, bro. That's exactly what it that's is. That's good. Bro. And it's super exclusive. That's good. Yeah, that yeah. I mean, well, that um, 
Not for yeah, the faint-hearted. Well, but I didn't even know it had all the analytics and data storage of and course, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's good. That's why it's fucking... All right, big plug, big plug for yeah, that one. We're going to clip this one. Um, so the other two questions that we've got, um, one was about... Um, yeah, how do you how do you manage the situation with girls when you're? How do you balance that out with the grind? You know, the, whether it's bodybuilding or business or chasing your own goals, like, you know, what's your view on how do those two things coexist for you? Because you know, it's not like you're going to be short of girls. Um, so basically, it's it's a decision you have to make. You can't just have both. So if you want to be really successful in your field, and it's not just um, you know closed off to just bodybuilding in the fitness realm uh in any kind of industry if you want to be successful at what you do you need to make some sacrifices and i feel like as a young man if you're out there just chasing girls uh left right and center then you're wasting a lot of your time and energy into things that don't really matter that aren't intrinsically going to help you um you know from a business and financial perspective or in your industry the only way that's going to help you is if you have like a, a woman who's like your backbone you know and she's yeah, yeah, like your yeah. queen supporting you and and propelling you to be even a greater man so and i'm glad you said that because I, I to be honest bro the only reason i had a lot of the stuff i had was because i did have that yeah i was very very lucky yeah. but i'm I, I know how lucky i am in that yeah regard. you're lucky yeah, man yeah. yeah let me tell you because a yeah. lot of people don't get that so in, no. my, in my situation I just have to keep myself grounded, keep myself away from any temptation just because I know I get more shit done and I'm more focused and driven when I'm not out there chasing girls and just like living that kind of degenerate bullshit lifestyle. Can I ask you, do you have any girls from like back in your history that you still keep in touch with? Um, yeah, I've got a yeah. few friends, yeah. yeah. Ones that knew me before my fame and before the come up that I still talk to. Yeah, and are they like an important part of life? Like, do they keep you grounded in that sense? You know, because um, you've got your boys, but I'm just curious if you've kept them. They're more so friends around. from a distance. Like, I don't see them and they live in different, like, suburbs and cities, but, you know, they'll check in on me and just, um, I'll check in on them. And it's just kind of like friends from a distance kind of thing. Yeah, it's, gotcha. it's nice to have uh, female energy sometimes around you in an in, in a, in a industry where I'm so, like, Fucking uh, like this competing <laughs> against other fucking men on high testosterone. Yeah, 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 it's nice to have some feminine energy on the side, just to kind of like you know make you give you a different kind of like feeling and perspective on life, even if it's just a conversation. Can I tell you that's like a really nuanced answer? I would not have thought that you could like balance it out, you know, because and it's hard from, to do. So, yeah, but you just got to set um, barriers, and um, you know, you just got to have a little bit of um, boundaries as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just tough. As bro, a man, if if you can set I those could, boundaries and stick to them, then you're going to be golden. Dude, I could tell you some horror stories about men that I've seen get broken by. I've seen it too. Yeah. This this is why I always advocate for men to stop chasing pussy and just to become a high value male, become yeah. successful in their field, you know, become hardworking, become just very driven and, and focused on, on the task at hand. And then after success and all that comes, then, then the girls will come later. They, it's like a byproduct. The women yeah. are a byproduct of success. Yeah, you know, yeah. all these dudes out there young just chasing fucking girls like it's the best thing at the end, end of the world. Like they're wasting their fucking time. They could yeah. be chasing success. They could be starting a business. What was the other thing we talked about that was a byproduct? Oh, your products are a byproduct. No, what was it? Um, oh, we talked about your your views on like self care and and self improvement and um, you know looking after yourself, feeling good, looking good, mm. and how like the products in your portfolio are a byproduct of your views on the world. Or you didn't we speak about that before? Yeah, no, but I'm just saying it's interesting because, like, you know, you just said girls are a byproduct of success. It's like it's like if you focus on this, then that comes. You well, know, here's the thing, man. Um, eighty percent of girls are chasing the top twenty percent of dudes. Hypergamy now is at a fucking all time crazy <laughs> level. 
where you know just your average dude is having trouble even attracting a, a, attention from a, a, a sub below average kind of do, chick. Do you see this a lot in your like DMs where guys are like struggling with this yes, topic? Dude, yeah, I see yeah. it a lot and I tell them the same thing. I'm like, dude, like in this day and age, no chick is going to take you seriously and stay with you. If, you. if you don't got your shit together, if you don't have like a good job, you're making a solid income, you don't have to be rich and making a crazy income, but you got your shit together. You know, you got a yeah. roof over your head, you, you, you have you have a steady, stable income and you're doing something, something with yourself. These kind of things are what females and women yeah. in this day and age find attractive, you know, like even yeah. a relationship now isn't just a relationship. Love, I use that term very loosely, love is very conditional with women you know they're not yeah. just gonna fucking love you just for you i'm sorry like if a woman's making more money than the man yeah. somewhere along the lines it's gonna it's gonna send her fucking bits a little bit dry and she's gonna be a little bit turned off so as a man you need to take the lead as a man you need to show initiative as a man you need to be the breadwinner and this is what i try to teach to young men to just focus on whatever it is that they love in life whatever it is that they're doing be good at it do it passionately and i promise the right kind of women will step and make their way into your life that's just how it works yeah, yeah. so focus yeah. Otherwise, on success you're just, first otherwise you're just chasing pointless relationships and flings that yeah. don't mean anything anyways it's almost like chasing junk food hey <laughs> it's it's a it's a temptation it's it's yeah. it's, a, it's like a it's like the forbidden fruit yeah like you can't true. help yourself as a man like we all have needs and urges and shit but you just know you'll be better off for it saving your money saving your time saving your energy than chasing for it how do i know because i've fucking lived it bro i, I chased also, fucking females like there's no tomorrow bro. i was almost about you. to say i'm and talking about it was to a dude. fun time it was a really fun time wouldn't change for the world well i mean you've managed but to not even jerk off for the past one day but it'll be two, two months my longest i've got right. six months but let me tell you how six, did you do that six months well, I had to to win my pro card last year. Six months I didn't do it. Yeah, before. it was nuts. I, I, I didn't even feel like I was like I had a sex drive. It's bad. But listen, man, what we're just talking about before, like okay. now we're just talking about like putting success before chasing short-term relationships. Yeah, and I was just girls. saying like this is like speaking through experience. Like if mm. I just did everything that I that I said, like I'm telling you guys to do. And the viewers and shit then yeah, like yeah. dude i would have been i would have had my success now at 37 i would have had that at 27. yeah i would have saved 10 fucking years of my life yeah, yeah you know so that's why i'm like always pushing this to, to young men just to like don't worry about settling down and getting married in their 20s don't worry about having a family in their 20s or even a fucking girlfriend in your 20s mm. keep that shit 30 plus and make your 20s your time of grinding and being successful starting a business taking risks traveling you know just be, don't be afraid to even fail. Like, let, let yourself fail. Failure is yeah, good. It's I the best so, thing in the I world. I failed so many best businesses. Best thing in the world, I failed bro. so many fucking times before. I, I won't employ someone that hasn't failed at something. You know what they I mean? They have to so have failed. Yeah. If, if you're out there just chasing girls and relationships and pointless, petty, stupid shit and in, indulging in your, in your, you know, in your forbidden fruit, then you're going to fucking waste time of your life. And that's the, that's the bottom line. I'm trying to stop men from doing that. Can I ask, you probably get like a unique insight into the minds of a lot of young guys these days, right? Mm. Because like, I mean, even like, I'm just going to like say, you know, a university or like someone doing a theoretical study on what are young men thinking about and what challenges are they facing? Mm. Like some of the DMs that you get, you're seeing stuff that I think a lot of people wouldn't see, you know? How does it feel to kind of get that insight into what people are thinking and like, do you feel that you've got an obligation to help a lot of these young dudes? I mean, I feel like I have a responsibility, yeah. yeah. I feel like with any kind of level of fame and influence, there's always a level of responsibility. And I feel like if I can be the voice of reason for these young men, then it's up to me and it's my duty as a man to steer these guys in the right direction because I didn't have that kind of like 
those male role models in my life growing up. I, you know, all I had was the guys on the magazines, the Arnie Schwarzenegger, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Sly Stallone, you know. These yeah. are the guys that I would like look up to, but I couldn't relate to them. Yeah. I couldn't speak to them and send them a DM and be one message away from having a chat with them. But now these younger kids, they're, they're not looking up to dudes like that. They're looking up to dudes like me and other influencers and people that are, they can relate more with. So I feel like, fuck, if they can speak to me and get a hold of me and we managed to come into communication and if I can just say a few words that can like change their day or change their like perspective or way of thinking things, yeah. then I'm going to do that. That's a good point, bro. That's a very good point. I'm going to do that to it's the best kind of my ability. Like you know? accessibility is um, like something that we didn't really have. Yeah, so yeah. this generation, they're pretty lucky, man. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if we could message Arnold lucky. and be like, bro, I need bro, some advice? <laughs> bro, it didn't even have to be Arnold. If there was just like other older brother type figures around yeah. there, they're like a step below Arnold, you know? Well, and, and you could speak to him. That'd be fucking, even that would have been mad, you know? Well, another question that we got, I'm not going to pull out the phone because I, I just read it a second sure, ago, sure. was... Um, like people probably don't know that used to be a video game nerd. Oh yeah, World of Warcraft. <laughs> Bro, no, I, I was more like Final Fantasy, Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong, Zelda. Um, and sometimes like I like to throw back on my social media and use songs from like <clears throat> popular video games that I played, like Donkey Kong, yeah, yeah. Mario Brothers, um, Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Smash Final Brothers, Fantasy Seven. I didn't really like Smash Brothers oh, too much. It was a good game. I was, a kid, I was yeah, more yeah. like the RPG type of game, like yeah, open, yeah. And open world kind of guy who played those kind of games. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, I would like leave high school just to go home and play like video games all day. I'd like have <laughs> to like I'd get in detention. Yeah. I'd jig school not to go play sport and hang out with chicks in the mall <laughs> and smoke cigarettes. Yeah. I'd jig school to go play video just games. Just being hectic, hey? Yeah. Fucking, I was a funny cunt. Yeah. Isn't and, it um, funny how you get out of you? But I still think I am a nerd, bro. I'm just a nerd trapped in a fucking jacked fucking Chad's physique, bro. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's all him, bro. Yeah. Don't let the exterior fool you, bro. I'm very, very, really, very smart. Are you going for the giga Some chat? say it is so. Some say it is so. What's the, you know, yeah, there's different breeds of chads, right? Giga chad, chad of kabach. I, I think I'm a self-made chad. I mean, I'm always a chad. I built my way up to becoming chad. Yeah, yeah. Think about it. Like, I was skinny, shy, awkward, yeah. big geeky, but I worked on these things and yeah. I guess you can't even call them character flaws. I just developed as a man and just grew into the man I am today. Whatever you want to call it, is whatever you want to call it, bro. Well, you got to become what you want to be in this world, right? I wanted to become a sick cunt. Yeah, well, then that's what you got to do. There you go. There <laughs> See, you go, wait, guys. Wait, cheers. I'll, I'll <laughs> that's, the, that. that's the secret to life. Yeah. Um, also, it's a good segue to the last question, which I think is an important one, because, you know, have you had fun on this? This has been good. I it's actually it's gone so sick. fucking quick. Bro, this has been two We've hours. We've done like three like hours. Minutes. Actually, what time? It's four. What time do we get in here? One o'clock. Fuck. It's three and hours. And what time do we go on our break? Oh, we only went for like a quick piss. What, has it been three hours? But what time do we go on our break? Was it 3.30? You mean two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, two and a half, bro. We've been two and a half. Yeah, yeah. We said we'd hit three. We've been pretty close. Can I tell you what else I like about when we line this up? You just you didn't even flinch. You like let's just try bang three. I was like, fuck, this guy's yeah. Because like going on, I'm just like one. I enjoy talking shit. It's fucking yeah. mad fun with good people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And two, um, I don't know. I've just done so many podcasts. I just I know kind of like how it rolls. And yeah, yeah. You, in one hour, you can't really talk and articulate thoughts. You're kind of just rushing and shit. So. Well, I think with this one, bro, the good thing that what I've liked about this conversation with you and me has been. Like, we're not rehashing anything, you know? This is just all it's new, new stuff. stuff. Well, yeah. yeah. A lot of the podcasts, they can um, always talk about this. Which is to which is fair enough because it's a lot fine. of people want to educate themselves it's on fine. that. But I think it's but nice. It's, always, to, it's, it's nice to always like cover new shit and do yeah, new Yeah, bro. 100%. Because there's heaps yeah. of cool shit going on at the moment with you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
like we're only just scraping the surface 100 percent. i'm sure over the next few months uh there'll be more and more coming. bro after you get the win let's get a whole case of prime and just go on a fucking podcast bender oh, mate, I, I don't think i'll be around here when i win bro i'll be trading the world bro going fucking nuts bro, I tell you. so the last i won't be seen for another six months i'll probably disappear bro bro you, you do you man jamaica just partying dude or some shit yeah i was thinking of going to jamaica yeah do you see or that maybe, island it's or maybe called... going to um oh obviously i'm probably gonna go to miami and I wanted to visit Mexico as well after my comp, go to like Cancun or Tullum. Do you like Miami? Uh, Miami was nice, but I, I was only there for three days, so I didn't really get a chance to explore Miami. I just went there for the Fresh and Fit podcast. Where'd you stay when you were there? a photo shoot. I did a photo shoot with a famous photographer. Yeah. I can't remember where I stayed. I, my mate booked it all for The me. Fountain Blues where we stayed, the big water fountain on the where all the yachts are parked. Um, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. No, I can't remember. I, there's I so stayed, many fucking yachts over there too. Yeah, there's a lot. And you think you know money? Got a Ferrari. Yeah, or Lambo. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, I would hate to be out here because I wouldn't feel like I'm. I feel like an ant. Yeah, it's weird, bro. Like it's even weird. our driver had like he had a gun on him the whole time he was with yeah. us because we would go. And it's to, like fully like a proper Hispanic bro, community. Did you go to Club Eleven? I didn't go clubbing at all. No, no, no. Club Eleven's like it's out of this world. It's like yeah. a three-story club, mm. and like I was, I was, I was blind at the time. I don't get drunk that often, and um, there's all these girls walking around with like no tops. I'm like, what the fuck really? This? Yeah, I'm like, Sounds why? Like a fucking strip club. Bro. But, but what, <laughs> no, no. What they did is they fuse a strip club into a club club, so you just you just hanging out, yeah. and the strippers just walk around. It's so weird, bro. Like imagine Stereo Sonic, right? And then you just unleash fifty strippers through Stereo Sonic. That's what it's like. They probably just had. That tits out i just walking around <laughs> no they're just they're strippers like in the club it's so weird dude that's wild yeah next time you're there we should go i want to be able to focus <laughs> sure i'm down <laughs> so the next question this is the I'm most down. important one so we've talked about you know this that we've covered a little bit of the past where you're at now um you know i i know where you're you know you're at in life now and i, and I definitely know where your business is at and i honestly think you're at a stage where it's like it's almost a new beginning with like bigger promise ahead of it like like i think i know where you're going to be in the next 10 years and it's a good place from business perspective like where where do you want to take this in the next 10 years because it really comes down to you like how high do you want to go um i want to take it all the way man i want to take it to levels that i probably would never have imagined it i want to maybe one day start my own federation bodybuilding federation I maybe one one day want to start like be a star in a movie or make it to Hollywood. Yeah. Um. I want to be like an advocate for like men's health and be like a like a motivational speaker of sorts, traveling around the world like helping and guiding young men, as well as obviously like the bodybuilding aspect. Just you know, just to be be the be the cream of the crop in my industry, and be a high class, high profile uh, athlete with multiple uh, businesses that are helping people and ones that I can be proud of. Hopefully, open up and own my own gym in the new future as well. As well as just have have my foot in like many different little avenues and facets of life, with with within fitness and also outside of fitness too. And at the same time, um, you know, probably be a bit more uh, settled down and um, maybe start a family, meet a meet a woman. That's a good answer, yeah. bro. And just kind of just That's like sail answer. off into the sunset as sick cunt. Yeah, I don't, even, I don't even think you need <laughs> think to sail off, bro. Just fucking cruise around till your time's sailing, up. I think I've already been sailing off, bro. I think I've been sailing off for a while, bro. But I, was, I think, like, dude, like, I'm 37, but I feel like I'm just like in the prime of my life now. Like, honestly, this is my prime now, and I feel like the next two, three, four years, five years are going to be very pivotal. Yeah, it could take me from the like high level. Like, I'm at a high level now, mm. 
but I'm not nowhere near like fucking. Yeah. I want to go from like this high level yeah. to like, bro, like extraordinary. Like, well, you know what the good thing is, like, bro? Fucking like. All the seeds have been planted. They have. Yeah. It's just time now. You just got to grow those trees, man. Yeah, that's it. Cultivating, fucking raking them, fucking feeding them, watering them. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the hard work's been done. Yep. You know, people work their whole life just to get a bit of clout and a bit of status and fame. Yeah. That's, I've had that for a while. So now it's just a point of like making the smart, a few smart moves, a few smart investments and um, just staying grounded and focused and yeah the next five years could be insane i think that will be insane i think so too so i'm just bracing myself and praying to god that i'm able to handle it all and take it all on board because it's uh yeah shit's gonna get crazy man i think i think god's gonna have you back bro i think so too um i think so too. bro listen i knew it was gonna be good but like this has even exceeded my expectations thanks bro um i'm I'm happy you enjoyed it this is the best i could do yeah (laughs) bro i'm telling you i'm I'm hungry right now i'm like sniffing off my meal i was gonna say i couldn't retain this level of positive energy if i was hungry i'd be the biggest prick oh yeah yeah i'm pretty (laughs) hungry i'm all right yeah i mean i've enjoyed the conversation so yeah it's kind of taken my mind off food but now listen happy you, we're wrapping it up you, now because i'm starving you're a man of your word yeah. and um i think you're right i think the next five years is going to be explosive and it's good to be there and um yeah mate thank you we should do this again thank you brother thank you, i'm down to do round two Absolute man we can, do, we can do round two yeah, after yeah, the yeah, yeah. 